Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Okay. Check, check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, we have a very special guest in my kitchen. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke Smith. Hello. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. So um, we met in 2005 
in this movie that I kind of blocked out of my life that I was in a movie trying to act um, called Shooting Vegetarians. We're going to get into all that today. <laughs> Which I don't even know what that movie was about, Shooting Vegetarians. I don't even know how we even got into that movie. We had to perform in it. I had some speaking lines. You were in it. How did you get into it? You don't um, know, Then really? you sent me that picture of you, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Weird, right? Such a small world. I was a chicken. I played right. a ginormous chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's about maybe like we were, our families were forced to work at a slaughter factory or something. I don't know what the hell it was about. Yeah, he was supposed to inherit the family business. The dad was a butcher. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't want to do it. And then what's the dude's name? I have it written down, but pronouncing his name, I don't want to disrespect his Guillermo name. Guillermo Diaz. Yeah, and he's also, if he, for the listeners, he's in like that pop shop copy episode of Dave Chappelle and Mike Rappaport. They're working at a copy, copy shop. Yeah. And they're being really rude to the customers. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. <laughs> so you're still friends with that guy? He's still in the mix? He's no, still just like social media friends. Okay. You know. But he still worked together before, yeah. Yeah. But he's still acting and stuff. He is. Wow. I think he was on that, whatever the next Shonda show was. You know, like I was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And then I kind of didn't pay attention after I was fired. We'll so. get into, and Ray Donovan, too, which is my, my favorite show. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Whatever happened? I didn't watch the end of that one either. I mean, th- that would be good. spoiler alert. Then they there. did a movie, and the movie wasn't, you know, Breaking Bad did a movie, too, El Camino, and it wasn't the greatest, and I had to watch it because I'm obsessed with that show. Mm. But I feel like the Ray Donovan movie was way better than that, but I don't know. There's no need to be a movie. In the Sopranos movie, too, as well. Mm-hmm. I like the series. Let's keep the series, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... So you are you born and raised in New York? I am, but when I say wow. New York, it's not the city. Still New York State though. Yeah, Rockland County okay. near near Nyack. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like an hour out of the city or something or not? Like thirty minutes. Great. I mean, I guess we drive fast. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you have siblings? I do. Oh boy, you're just starting right there. Let's go. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, you know, I did lose one. Oh man. And he was a surfer. Wow. And that's how he died. Surfing? Yes, in Massachusetts. I'm so sorry. Jeez Louise. How old was he? 16. Oh my God. Dude, so how old were you? 18. Yeah. That's heavy. Now we're getting right into I know, heaviness. we're just starting there. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine that. That's a life-altering thing. So drowned? He's drowned? Yeah, so yeah. But no one really knows what happened. I mean. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I guess if you're a lefty, do you break one way? Man, that's a, my son's got to answer that question. Oh, well, I, I, I try. It? He's coming. I try All to right. surf, but I'm not the best. Okay. What's it's crazy? Hard. I, don't, I don't even think about surfing when I think about Massachusetts. Yeah, Plum Island. Okay. That's where it was. You're like, okay. Wow. Yeah. So he, he just went surfing one day and that was it. That was it. Wow. I was with John and Harley. What? When I found out. When I, I actually called my mom <sighs> to get money so I could buy weed. And they were like, we're sending a car. Your brother had an accident. Yep. Wow, man. Yeah. So that's traumatic. Yeah, we just right went from right the, there. Right from the jump, I that's know. traumatic in your life. <laughs> yeah. That must yeah. have been hard, yeah. It was very hard. And it was kind of what got me out of the scene, actually. Mm. I remember being in that pizza place on St. Mark's and A. Okay. And meeting some new kids and them saying like, you know, what's up? And I said, oh, my brother just died. Wow. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm done here. I don't know. Time to grow up or something. That, you, you were not 18 or 19? 18. You tapped out of the scene right then? Yeah, sort of. I mean, I kept in touch with people, but uh, I mean, I did drive the Chromags to Montreal like 10 days later. 
the heck was that about? You drove him to Montreal? Yes. What kind of car did you have? Oh, or my God. To the Very famous car. Shout out to the Green Station Wagon. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was so good, that car. But when we hit that border, let me tell you, they separated us. Sure. They took the seats out of my car. I didn't even know you could do that. They like wow, yeah. Well, these was, guys have shaved heads, tattoos back then. Yeah, yeah. And now it's kind of more acceptable, but back then it was like shocking. Yeah, right. Yeah, and plus there was like you know I think John had someone else's ID or something because you're not <laughs> totally right. You're not supposed to. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to travel. So. so if you're tapping out of the scene like that young, you started real young going to shows. I did. Yeah, like I think fourteen. Was my first show. And so how, how, how does that happen? Like, how do you even know about a scene in Manhattan at 14 when there's no internet, none of that stuff? Who I know it's it? so weird because I really don't know how I knew other than I would go downtown, walk around, and I just kept going east. And the further east I went, the more I liked it. More grimy it got, yeah. I guess. And, uh, and then I met some people and then heard about the shows and went. What kind of music you went to before that? I was into The Clash. Nice. Uh... I didn't ever go into the Duran Duran craziness. Yeah. Uh, no offense to anyone who loves Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, what else did I like? Yeah, I don't know. But, it sounds like just The Clash. And how'd you find The Clash? Oh my God, I don't know. FMU Radio? Okay, the radio stations, okay. Maybe. It wasn't like a friend or family member or anything like that. Yeah, I was just no, like... No, I don't think so. And I saw, I think I saw U2's first American show wow. at the pier. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a great one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Those shows were nice at the pier. And um, how were you growing up? How were you in school? Terrible. So bad. <laughs> like, because I have a 15-year-old now, and I keep saying, you know, you just got to pass. <laughs> you just got to. Right? I said to my son, too, yeah. You just got to pass. I'm not expecting. Um, but then I found my report cards. I have not shown them to pretty her. Pretty rough. Yeah, they're really rough. Like, doesn't do anything. Doesn't even try to do homework. Doesn't show up. And you showed him. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> wow. You know, forty-eight. You know, I got all these forty-eights, and I don't know how I got out. I think Your they parents just parents weren't strict about that. No, they were busy. I think. Mm. Yeah, they were busy. They were you busy. You had a lot of freedom. Yeah, but it was funny. The other day, uh, a mom was trying to wake up her kid, a friend of my daughter's, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom. I got to go to work. I can't. So I just leave her um, mm. after a while. And that's what my mom would do. I remembered that. Got you. And I'd be, I remember saying, mom, how you wake me up in the morning is going to affect my whole day. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah, but she's been screaming for like an hour to get me up. Yeah. So it's like, just get up, Brooke. She's got something with that. You just said that, too, like. Getting screamed at to wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah. It must fuck your whole day up, like your vibe up, you know? Yeah. Like a peaceful awakening. There's really no, really no such thing, I think, to wake up peacefully like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. So that's how it was for you, okay? Yeah. And so, and so you remember your first show you went to? I think it was The Mob. Sick. And Cause for Alarm, because nice. I had such a crush on uh, Chris Cherokee. Okay. <laughs> he was so cute. Cause for Alarm don't get enough props. They were a great band. They really were great. Yeah. Do, do they not get enough props? No, not, not many people mention them on here. Oh, okay. So that's in the mob, too. Yeah. So that was your first show. I think so. Sunday matinee, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what I was can't. your first show? My first show was um, in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, it was Dickie's Band Impact Unit, Proletariat, Vicious Circle, Robo Saul, and Outer Rich. I have the flyer. Wow. I was probably like 80. 
two or three. I was 12 or 13 because I lived in Rhode Island after I lived in Massachusetts. Okay. That's where I got into punk rock and skateboarding was Newport, Rhode Island. Because oh. I went to school with John Jones and his brother sang in Verbal Assault, Chris Jones. Okay. That was a crazy skate scene there. Yeah, we all got like in trouble during the America's Cup races because we were skating downtown and one of our friends skateboard hit like a lady's ankle and broke it and then they banned skateboarding in Newport and we all protested. Went oh to my the, God. Went to the courthouse. We got the law changed. It was so cool. What about the lady? How's she? She's okay. <laughs> but we were skating these banks on Thames Street downtown. Uh-huh. Then they put chains all around them and like ruined our fun. That was it one time. Yeah. Because he wanted all the money and the traffic coming in because of the America's Cup races. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. I'm going to shut that money down. But yeah, so going to show at CBGB's. And how would you get there that young? Uh, Before I had a car, I would uh, take the bus and then the train. Wow. By yourself? Yeah. Damn. I did have a friend upstate who would come with me. Upstate Annie. Okay. I mean, we call it upstate. Shout out to upstate Annie. Yeah. Hi, Annie. Um, Um, She'd take the bus. She would go along with me. People would come along with me to a point, and then they'd okay. be like, okay, bye. <laughs> Once they get out there, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was a little crazy. Okay. Yeah. In what sense? You a partier? I was a partier. At a very young age? I think so. Like smoking weed, drinking, whatever? I mean, weed is still a thing for me. Ah, whatever. Respect. Gotta say. Respect. I mean, I did just do a tolerance break. I'm very proud of myself. What is that? It's when I don't smoke weed. <laughs> okay. My friend Tim, shout out to Tim Millhouse. I know you're listening. He, he, he's on these things where he's taking these breaks from weed a lot too. Really? Doing edibles and not smoking. Or no, not. but you can't do the edibles. I learned this from your guy, the man who had that thing. I, was, I saw your Andrew? Instagram. Yes, he's Best. horrifying. He's one of us though. I mean like in a good way. He's a punk rocker, fully tatted. I got that vibe. Squatter. But I watched like three hours of what marijuana does to your brain. Mm. All I all I really could understand was the parking metaphor. Okay. Did you hear it? You didn't even. You don't even don't have to, to hear it. You just shit. like yeah, I don't I need to listen to that. He's great though. He's he's such a cool story, man. Yeah. He and he seems like he's not judging you. So, nah, man. So it kind of sucks you in, and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be smoking all this weed. No. I don't know. I'm definitely like his only straight edge <laughs> vegan friend, though, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's got other friends who are being it, but like, I'm I'm like I guess so. And you? So have you? When did you become vegan? 1988, living with Gorilla Biscuits in Queens. Okay. I sang on that record, Start Today, and we had uh, the song called Cats and Dogs. I didn't really eat much meat growing up. My mom made her fucking famous meatloaf, which was dry as hell. Mm. I never had fish maybe once, like fish sticks in my microwave. Oh, yeah. Never went to McDonald's, really. I had hot dogs here and there, but then I really get into it to animal rights things when I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. All the PETA videos at the tables. Oh, yeah. I was a Youth vegetarian for 27 years. Dang. And I was vegan for five of those, the last five. And then what? Sort of. Done with it? Then, no, I had a blood test. You know, moved to LA and they okay. want to put you on those like, you know, anti-depression, anti-anxiety pills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. So I went and had, I went, saw a nat- naturopath. Okay. And they took my blood and she was like, how do you get out of bed in the morning? And well, I, my mom screams at me. Well, this is. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. And I didn't get out, P.S. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. There was something about her. I believed her. Um, so Damn. I, I know. You have to eat meat so you wake up. I energy. mean, I didn't have a reserve tank before and I do now. Okay. And I don't eat it much. And I, it, I'm straight up that person on Portlandia who has to know like. It was happy. It had a name. Mm. And I'm still a little weirded out by it. You're conscious about it. Mm. I try to be. Try to be, yeah. Try to be. I hear you. But all those years, you saved a lot of animals being like that, you know? Yeah. And did you know some of the Animal Liberation Front people? Um, 
Probably, probably don't know any names, but yeah, they were secret. Yeah, yeah, I think you definitely knew one because I remember they would break into factories. Oh and yeah, yeah, set the bunnies free. That was another level, man. Yeah, that was another level. It was. I was, I was like the GB Posse Youth Crew stuff, and then you know, obviously Youth of Today, uh, Judge, you know, and then all the militant stuff. I respect that people did all that stuff and they sacrificed a lot and did all that stuff for the animals. I think everybody has their own way they represent veganism or the animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some are preachy, some are teachy, some are lead by example, some, you know. I mean, me personally, I love, I love all human, I love everything. I'm, I'm a real compassionate, loving, emotional person. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying though. Are you, you love everything all the time? Not all the time. Okay. But I definitely live in my little bubble. You know, my wife's like, you know, you may be optimist, but I'm a realist. And I respect that. Yeah, that's you know good. I mean? It's good. I definitely live in my PMA bubble and I surround myself with awesome humans and I try to live my life the best I can and... Um, I don't try to watch a lot of the news and the negative shit in the world, you know? Yeah, because I've, I've been thinking like we wouldn't have known about all that stuff before. I know. Think and about like, think about all the presidents we've had that we've, that weren't on Twitter or on social media and we just lived our lives and we like, we voted, we did what we had to do, all the stuff we can do to help and make a difference. But then, then you see them like talking shit on the internet. I don't know, man. It's just gotten so crazy with internet stuff. It has. And now he's coming back. It's all kinds of shit. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so when so, what were your goals in school? Like, what did you want to do? Were you taking photos that young? I was. Like, how old? Uh, I think I started in ninth grade. Um, it was one of the only classes I passed: <laughs> photography <laughs> and studio art. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I I started carrying my camera around. I mean, f- almost from the get go. Uh, which was good because then people got used to it. You yeah, know? they're comfortable around it. Because remember, people would come by and like try to take pics, and we'd be like five dollars, you know. <laughs> yeah, the freak show. Come take some photos. Yeah, exactly. I remember those postcards on St. Mark's, like the punk rockers and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we took those? And made money off those. That's a good Intra- question. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was like the thing. Shocking New York City postcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punkers in the Bowery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so you started taking photos. Um, and you really love that. I did, and I still do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I really dig it. It's like some, it gives you, you can get right up in there, but you don't have to like be the singer. Mm. And I was just not prepared. I wanted to perform. Oh, so did you play, did you play music? I played bass and, you know, I I had a a couple sort of bands, sort of, but we never played out or anything. Remember the names? Uh, They were so stupid. Yeah, man, you just give me one. <laughs> I mean, one was Paul. So okay. can you understand that? No. no, but that's pretty original, though. I never heard of it. And Carl was in that band. Carl Mosher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rest in peace. I know. Carl Mosher. Wow. Um, so that was the band names. Okay. And what kind of music was it? I mean, it was hardcore. Okay. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I was too scared. I was too insecure, too messed up from my childhood trauma. So you could be behind the camera, yeah. you could be involved. And be right up there. Yeah. And kind of not have people looking at me. Yeah, you're still in the mix though. You still be involved in the scenes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. So so was that something that you really fell in love with that you thought I could do that when I graduate? Or did the acting come in as well during high school? Acting came in. My mother uh, was a publicist. Okay. So I kind of grew up around it. I mean, she was in New York, so it wasn't like the whole LA thing, but... And she was major. She was like major. Okay. Um, Like Marilyn Monroe's publicist. Major. Like major. Holy Um, shit. So that's a weird thing. But uh, That's pretty amazing. Yeah. 
And so I'm sure Freud or whoever would have something to say about the fact that my mom was always off with actors and that's what I wanted to become. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you go to acting school or classes at a young age? I took some classes in Rockland County. Okay. And then uh, I was, I got, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Where's that, Manhattan or something? It's Manhattan. Okay. I went there like straight after this time. That's a big um, deal to get in that school? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. And then I didn't get accepted back. I still have the letter of rejection saying if I need counseling, you know. Um, mm. Yeah. And I'm sure that those schools are good for some people. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like they were trying to homogenize me a bit, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Did people know who your mom was? No. And you were connected? Okay. No. No, because it's publicity is such a, you know, the other end yeah, of that's true. the thing. So, uh, yeah. So you graduated? I graduated. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. I think they were just like, we got to get her out of here. Mm. Um, were you causing trouble in school, too? Yeah, I was just, you know, a maniac. Like, I wouldn't, I literally wouldn't park my car on the campus because then they could search my car. Wow. And so I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to park over here off campus. What and, was in your car, you think? Uh, weed. Okay. Yeah. And bad brains. <laughs> bad brains. Um, but what is I mean, that's shit? not bad. What's bad about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always tell my kids now, you know, we didn't know our brains were developing. And I mean, well, we, I guess we knew our brains were developing, but we didn't know what weed did to our brains at that point. Mm. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Yeah. But now, now weed's like such a like I don't know. It's yeah, it is. It's pretty crazy it? how that is now, you know. Yeah, but it's strong. It can be really strong. Okay, right. Like all I know is like the chronic. Yeah. From from Doctor Trey, like that's like the highest level back then. But yeah, I know it's all kinds of different strains and all those different things, and mm -hmm. it helps you. It helps people sleep. Helps people with depression, anxiety, pain. I don't believe the sleep thing. Okay. And that's a yeah, my wife, my wife tried. It didn't work, actually. I mean, I, I, I work through it. I still do it. Uh, but I'm saying like... You're not a good sleeper? No. Your whole life? And you, do you remember your dreams? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. I think that we... You don't remember okay. them as much. I think that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. So your whole life, you've not been a good sleeper? I mean, I was great when I was younger. I could sleep like 12 hours. I'll sleep all day and she'd be up all night, oh sleep all day. Oh, my God. But then you have kids. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Sleep goes out the window. It really does. I mean, it's, they say that. Yeah, but my wife, she can sleep anywhere. She'll sleep on like on the floor in the airplane. She'll bring blankets on the floor where my feet are supposed to go. She sleeps into like 1 o'clock. Tomorrow, she'll sleep into 1 o'clock no matter what. My son's 19 now. Okay. But he could always, my son was always a good sleeper all through the night, knock on wood. Wow. Very lucky. Wow. Very ah, lucky. Look, she thinks someone's here. Stella. 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 No one's here. You can't be doing that shit. Um, come on up. Come on up. So come on up. Can she jump? Yeah. There she goes. So when you graduate, what's your, what's your job? Like, what are you doing? Uh, coat check at the Ritz. Wow. Yeah. Coat check at the Ritz. Before that, I did uh, coat check or bag check at Trash and Vaudeville. Amazing, amazing place. Yeah. I used to always go with my wife. Wow. Yep. And Lou from Sick of It All's girlfriend worked at the Ritz at one point. We were all getting in there for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing the ticket, ticketing. Wow. Wait, what was her name? I don't know. Mm. Hit a couple girls. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, that was our hookup to go to the Ritz to his girlfriend. Yeah. Coach that girl. That was, that was the thing in New York. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was very proud to be the coach that girl. My wife worked at the Palladium. She worked at the Limelight. So we got into those spots too. Oh, God. Remember the Limelight? She was there doing all the crazy stuff. 
that that documentary is about that Macaulay Culkin plays in. Oh, yeah. Party Monster. Oh, yeah. She worked there during all that. Got called Yeesh. into the IRS when the, all the murder shit happened, all that stuff. Oh, God. Well, we had, we had that, um, as, as Alexa would call him, Dan Dan the Head Stew Man. Alexa, Alexa, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rakowitz is that was that his name? The guy who cooked his girlfriend and oh fed him. Fed oh her. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, shit. That's like right. I definitely smoked a joint with that guy at some point. Wow, because he was around in Tompkins Square. Fucking crazy. I man. know. You, you just looking at you, you seem like just a normal person. Obviously, you're a normal person, but coming from punk and all that shit you've been through. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You have any tattoos? No, can you believe That's it? That's amazing. It's pretty weird, right? Yeah, you made it You're getting stuff removed. I'm seeing that yeah, on I wanna, Instagram. Yeah, because I want to put more stuff, yeah. So you just like take out I the old, stop. put in some. This, this is my, I hate saying the word addiction because it's such a serious world, but I don't do anything with my life as far as like party and putting things in my body, mm. except I put ink on my body. That's how, that's what I can't stop doing. That seems fair. Yeah, when my heart on my sleeve, I'm just like a comic book. My uh, older daughter, who's 19, I got a text from her when she was 16 that said, Mom, don't be mad. I got a tattoo. Oh, shit. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> the karma. Gotten, you got more since then. Probably. She has, yeah. Yeah, she has two. Well, you made it through without tats. That's pretty cool. Yeah, isn't it crazy? I was on the table in Montreal with the Cro-Mags. And what were we going to get? Oh, my God. Harley had made this. Uh, it was like a... <laughs> A peacock and the circles on the feathers, they were skulls. Sick. Yeah, and I all of a sudden was like, I don't know if this is the hill I want to die that was, on. That was a good move, not yet. That. Right? Peacock with skulls kind of, I mean, back then it probably went pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So you're, so now you're working, you're, in, you're living in Manhattan? Yeah, for you sure. Moved, you moved out pretty young or no? Uh, out of the house? Yeah. Literally the day I graduated high school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, uh, were your parents worried about your your where you were headed, what you were doing? My mom used to do this thing where she would say, and I know now that she was just doing this to try to make it happen. Mm, planting the seeds. <laughs> yes. She was like, you're pragmatic, and I know you're going to make the right decision whenever things mm -hmm. go crazy. And I was like, mm, yeah, mom, but I don't know. I think I got lucky. Got lucky. Yeah. So yeah. you remember your first audition that you, that you got? Um, Call back, whatever? Hmm. First one, I don't. Hmm. You'd think I would, right? Yeah, were you, were you a teenager when that happened? Or were... uh, I mean, I remember a horrifying one. That was, uh, I was going to play Squeaky From, you know, from the Mansons. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's great, right? And yeah. it was a musical, and it's this woman, uh, Liz Suedos, okay. and she's uh, kind of tough and scary. And they said, you have to sing a song a cappella. I mean, I'm just mortified to say what I sang. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Sure. Can I you mean, sing? but the balls on me to walk in and sing "Desperado" by the Eagles a cappella for Liz Suedos. Wow. There are people, a couple people out there are gonna know, and they're gonna be like, "Whoa." That's that's yeah. That's and her joke. face was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and <laughs> and then I left. Yeah, I didn't get that. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you so what's it for? When, when did you start working and making money doing that? What um, was a career for you? Okay, well, it was nepotism. Let's face it. Um, my mom knew this guy, Alan Rudolph. He was making a movie called The Moderns in Montreal also. Okay. And he said, if she can get up here, um, then I'll give her a line and she can get her SAG card. And that's what happened. That's amazing. Yeah. Having a SAG card is no joke. Medical insurance, all that stuff. I heard it's you know, amazing. It, it kind of is, right? So you've had that your whole life. My whole life. Wow. And then they send you these things like, when you retire, you'll get a pension. 
which that sounds great. That's incredible. Right? It's pretty good. Wait, you're not in any like union? I did that one movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't mean SAG. No, no union. I wasn't when we were on a major lay. We get after or something what like are, that. I don't what know. are you afraid of? No, I I love With the acting. I'd like to do it. I might be I might be too old to start. I'm 52. I don't know. I don't know. John Mahoney started after 55, I think. No, I, I want my son to do it because he did really good in theater and all that stuff in school, and he's really outgoing. And I don't know. I th- feel like we're in L.A. You should take take advantage of all the different opportunities he has here. Does he want to? Yeah, he's interested for sure. All right. He's just he's talking to a bunch of his uncles who act and just getting advice and. But, yeah, I should have got a SAG card with that shooting vegetarian shit. Yeah, but then you got to keep it up. You got to make you enough. You pay your dues. Yeah, and you got to make enough each year to keep the one insurance or the number two insurance. It's like a whole thing. So, you're taking all these photos and you're just saving them? Yeah, and they were literally in a box. You're not printing them, you're just saving all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I would print them. Okay. And I would make flyers and stuff. You know, it was like my way to get in there and, and occasionally give people rides in my car. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was the way. Were there in. other women taking photos back then? Oh, yeah. Amy. Okay, okay Amy, okay. She, I think she had the best ones, too. Amy from Nausea? Yes. Wow, I didn't know she took photos Oh, my back God, then. major. And her wow. photos were incredible. And there was some fire at one of those squats. And oh, yeah. And that's where all Maybe the photos. Maybe 10th Street squat. That's like where they all went. They're gone. Because Roger had that squat on 10th Street. has to go there. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then BJ. BJ Papa. Shout out to BJ. Yeah. Hi, BJ. BJ's the best. Yeah. And she's fantastic. And she made a career of it. I mean, Inc- right? Yeah. Incredible photos. Yeah. Uh, historic photos from a bunch of the uh, hardcore records on Revelation. Mm-hmm. Sick of it all. Gorilla Biscuits. Everybody, man. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great, amazing Joe Strummer one. There's a bunch. She has so many. BJ, if you're listening, we already talked about this in the podcast you did with me, which you were so nervous to do, and you were great. Um, you need a fucking book. I and mean, all your friends want to help you. I know, and I would, I would, I've been wanting to do a show with her. That'd be, that'd be right? awesome. Yeah. Come on, let's go. You can do it, BJ. People believe me and love your photos. <laughs> I know it's a lot of work, too, to put together for sure. Yeah, it is. She has a bunch of negatives. That she had her, her family's house in Woodstock, and yeah. she's trying to go through all the stuff. And Yeah, she'll get there. So there were a bunch of women taking photos. That's cool back yeah. then. Yeah, yep. But you're just doing it because you loved it. It wasn't like, this is my career, and I'll make a book, and I'm going to... No, although I did, you know, I did end up making, I made a couple, a short film. I made a couple documentaries. I'm thinking of going back that way now. Uh, about your life or just about growing up? I actually would like to do a series set in this time. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Sunday so, matinee, that'd be amazing. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And there's so many networks and things that could pick, it'd be, it'd be right? awesome. Yeah. Like the Godfathers of Hardcore, the Agnostic Run one. I thought that was really it's good. It's incredible and it's everywhere now. You can find it anywhere. It's awesome yeah it was so so beautifully done the story with roger and stigma it was more than just about the band it was god it was so good man i'd like to set it all back then and have it be kind of like my favorite show is atlanta same are you kidding me the new season's wild but though. dude Let's this is the it. first friday when we're taping this is this the first friday where there's no more episodes oh ever. it's done now it's done forever i didn't realize that so sad this new season was so incredible and so smart. I hope it didn't go over people's heads. It was so many amazing, like underlining things about racism, all this stuff. It was just like some episodes. I'm like, where's the cast? Exactly from the show. Yeah, but I fucking love it. It's such a great show. Just I can't, unbelievable. I didn't it's done. Yeah, totally done. And I just worked with Brian Tyree. Okay. I mean, fantastic. Um, it is. So good. So I just like that it's character driven. I mean, you couldn't really say what it was about. I mean, sure, there's a rapper and they're in Atlanta, but 
I like when it's character driven and you just kind of are with these people. I love I love Zazzy Beats. Oh my god. Lakeith Stanfield. Which one's that in there? He's with the tat- Darius. Oh yeah, with the tat- he's got tattoos on his face in real life. Like fantastic. He's from he's from Get Out. Yeah. Uh, wait. Wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's in Get Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's incredible. Paperboy. Woo. That's the one. Um, there's so many man. There's so many episodes. If you don't so watch watch Atlanta, everybody should watch Atlanta. It's an incredible fucking show. Um. I'm curious to see where uh, what's what's his name goes from here. He's directing, producing. Donald Glover, incredible man. Lyricist is everything. This is America. All that stuff he's done. So like, talented. That's a great show. Such a good Fuck, show. I can't believe it's over, man. I know. See. So what other shows you watch? Oh my God! You watch I'd... American Gigolo. Not yet. It's great. John Berthall. Okay. And my friend Yolanda Ross. Yes, mine too. Yeah, she's in the show. I heard you worked for her. Yeah, she was my boss at Nana Shoes. All right. And then she came on tour to see H2O. I was sick of it all in Europe in like early 90s. And, and the, she, I heard she's wearing a thing on yeah, the show. Yeah, she's wearing H2O necklace all the right. whole season. Okay. She came out to the tour and her first like punk tour. She came out with us in the 90s. She's killing it. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, me too. Um, the Chai. Yeah. And I did a show with Lena Waith, uh, who okay. produces that. I did this show called Them Okay. on Amazon. It's pretty, pretty I was going to say hardcore. I'll uh, watch it, yeah. Uh, it's pretty intense. Like dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you like doing dark things like that? I. That's a good question because I don't know. I I kind of avoid them. Mm-hmm. Like I get scared to watch them as a person. Yeah. So, you don't watch heavy things? And I just said yesterday, like, I don't think I could do Silence of the Lambs again. I don't think I could do that again. Yeah. Like put myself through that. I don't know. Yeah, how old were you when you did that? Like 22 or something? Damn. Yeah. Was that a game changer for you? Yeah. It was. I mean, in some ways. Uh, it's such a big, iconic, classic movie. It, it still gets played today. Totally. Here's a question. Is it like a record that keeps selling? You get residuals from that, or you just sign a deal back then all the nope. rest of your life? I still get residuals. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they're like 50 cents, yeah, but yeah, still. Whatever. It's still, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you get that from music? Yeah, I get it from Epitaph, okay. and I get it from Blackout Records, all right. and I get it from Bridge Nine, but not from the, the major label. We owe them money still probably because we got so much money for that record in 2001 oh okay absurd oh like, right on like the, the well, it was silly because like whatever the photo shoot cost for the back of that album was the same amount it cost to record our first three albums oh my god of course right <laughs> so we get these royalties where it's like you still owe this much <laughs> money to mca records Minus this amount. Yeah. Yeah. Oy. So yeah, but yeah, royalties are great. Yeah. We got royalties just before just before this podcast. I saw a message from BMI. We got some royalties today. Because isn't it? It's really hard to be to make money in music now. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was always just about touring and selling merchandise. Yeah. You have full control over that. You know, but later on became 360 deals for a lot of bands where like they're signing a deal for all their merchandise and their publishing and everything right at the beginning. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. That is crazy. I mean, it works for people like Jay-Z and Rihanna. They have the same kind of deals. That That's different. They'll get paid like millions of dollars on a tour that they project is going to have these sales. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. get all this money up front. Different though. But mm-hmm. um, so back to photos. So, I, so you're just working and taking photos. Yeah, that was it. 
and, uh, and and acting and going on trying out for different things. Yeah, and then like after, leading up to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, after uh, American Academy, I went to the Actors Studio. Got, mm. I got in there. That was a whole thing. And um, yeah, then I started working. And then Silence, I had to gain you know twenty five pounds for Silence of the Lambs. Really? So how hard? So how? So I don't want to ask you how much you weighed before that, but how hard is that? A lot. Um, <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. Um, you couldn't have been vegan. That's for sure. Because yeah. there was a lot of pizza and milkshakes and stuff. Damn. And then, and plus you can't even really tell. That's the bummer. Because I'm like down in a pit. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. the angle's like, you know, anyway. Was it so. scary on set or no? No, that stuff. I was more scared before. Because I had, because I had to prepare. Like yeah. I even like went in my parents' basement. And like Damn. they had this room, this storage room. <laughs> wow. And I like closed the door. Because I thought, you know, if you're captured by a serial killer, he's probably not going to leave a light on when you're down there, right? No. Uh, what if you have your period? You know? <laughs> like I started thinking all that shit. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of went through it all before. Uh, and how was Anthony Hopkins? Fantastic. He's so cool. Was he scary seeing him like in that? He he was so different. I've worked with him twice. I worked with him on that, but I'm not, you know, we don't have any scenes. He's just helping her find me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I did this movie called Bad Company. Okay, I know that, yeah. Yeah, it, well, I think we were supposed to come out like September 12th, and it was like we were trying to fight terrorists who were going to mm. blow up Manhattan. Wow. So the timing was not good on that one. That was Chris Rock and oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And he, the name, they made yeah. him kind of my love interest. Wow. Tony Hopkins, which I was like, what? Wow. Okay. So you had more time with him in that one than you probably did in Sounds like I did, yeah. Because yeah. we were living in Prague and, Damn. you know, right? That's nice. Yeah. I want a job like that again. Like yeah? going, you know, somewhere cool. I saw you posted um, the ticket from Donahue. Yes. You were there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was a whole thing. You were not there, no, right? I was no. Too young. What year was that? You were like five. No. Um, I don't know. I'm not good like that with years. See? That was before. I was, I was in, probably in Rhode Island then, but yeah, the, the famous Donahue episode. Yeah, and it was Alexa such, Yu, yes. Jimmy Gestapo, yes. Harley, John. Rabies, yep. John. Yep. Was Ray Capo there? I that, don't know. That might have been a different one. That was Geraldo. I don't know about that one. So that's a famous one, though. Um. So leading up to, so are you struggling as an actress? Do I say actress or actor? I don't care. Okay. Back I'm, then. I guess actress. I'm both, right? So we're going to the past, so they say actress, now actor. Yeah. I'm um, struggling leading up to Silence of the Lambs? Um, yeah. You're yeah. grinding now, like. Yeah, because it's like, how do you, I worked for an optician, you know, I, uh, what else did I do? I don't, I mean, I, luckily I had a mom that I could call and ask for money That's when nice. I'm like desperate, right? Yeah, it's nice. Wish I could do that for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your mom had your back she, she did you were out there in the world trying to make it and do yes, things in New York yes you were yeah. safe and, and I was doing theater and I was doing like indies and yeah all that stuff yeah um, and so after that obviously what after Silence of the Lambs so does that put you in a different are you on people's radar in a sense or like yeah I mean I you was feel just like you made it I mean no was that movie huge when it came out? I'm it was pretty, huge. I'm pretty sure we, it was. We swept the Oscars. It was like wow. huge. Um, I was warned by one agent not to do it because he said, you're going to be the fat girl from now on. And you know what? I was a little. I mean, no matter what. My husband likes to say, I'm not thin enough to be the fat girl. 
in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Hollywood, but uh, it is true. So you felt and that pressure and that kind of stuff? I did, yeah. Oh my God, I went crazy because I had, I had lost, I was fat when I was younger. I lost all the weight. Then I got this part. I gained all the weight. Then I lost the weight. And then my head was like, you know, you're an actress. You're you're supposed to be skinny. That's how it is. Is it harder to gain the? Tw- no, it's probably easier to gain the twenty five than to lose the twenty five, right? Oh, so much easier to gain. Yeah. 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 So then it's going crazy out there, like trying to work out and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. And you look like a totally different person than you were in that movie. So then you're an actress again. But here I am. This is what I'm supposed to look like. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. And you're still auditioning and all that stuff. All that stuff. And still but taking I, photos or you kind of stepped away from that? I took pictures actually on set. Of Silence of the Lambs too? Silence of the Lambs. I Damn. just posted a picture of the pit last night. Wow. Um, just That's cool. people don't really know what it was like, you know? Yeah. Uh, and That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I feel like I might put out a book of some of the movies I've been on. That'd be awesome. Yeah. To get your story, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was one time, because I'm friends with the Cohen brothers, and, okay. uh, and I was doing a little thing in one of their movies, and I brought my camera and started taking pictures, and the still photographer was like, um, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, who's this extra <laughs> taking, you know? And I was like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. But, um, yeah. And now everyone has a phone. I know. And it Everybody has, say, everybody's a photographer. I know. I mean, it's I understand the desire, but... At shows, I never take pictures now because it's a, what is it like when you're on stage and there's a sea of phones? Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. What is it like? What do you, what? what? Yeah, it's distracting. Yeah, it's crazy. I would think. But, but it happens less at hardcore shows, I would say, to be honest. People are diving and singing along. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, when, I, when I go to other shows, like I went, I went to Post Malone last week. I went to My Camel Grommans. I went to Paramore. All these shows the past couple weeks. And yeah, this phone, it is like even just to film a clip for yourself real quick, like. A 15-second clip that's like, you have to get above all the people. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's just I, different, I think, in different types of music si- scenes. I don't know. Yeah. What's expected or not, or just, you know, used to doing. But yeah, it's interesting, right? I have hidden my phone from Nick Cave, because I'm always in the front row. Mm. And, you know, and you I, I want to, like, capture it, and yeah. then he comes over, and then I'm like, whoop! You know, because you can tell he's not happy with those phones. Mm. Just be there experience it you know I, I met somebody who i'm a fan of and they're with nick cave and I, I i didn't say anything to him because i thought it was rick ocasek because i don't know anything about rick ocasek <laughs> what because i know nothing about nick cave my all wife right, loves him. all right he said black hair in the black jacket yeah 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 he was with chris martin from coldplay who i love and i got yes. to meet him and they were together about to leave and I looked over and like, oh, that guy looks, oh, it's Rick Ocasek. That's cool. I didn't say anything to him. And then once I told people, like, oh, my God. It's so crazy that Chris Martin was hanging out with him, like two kind of opposites. Yeah. But I didn't say nothing to him because he looked like whatever. I didn't want to meet him because mm-hmm. I had a full relationship with him from the audience. Like, I didn't want to mess with that. Yeah. And then my husband and daughter made, took it upon themselves to make a claymation video Wow. animated video for mermaids you can see it on youtube you oh, can wow. see it on nick cave's page and he um, saw that he saw it freaked out and oh, then God. like we went and they he, they said come back and i was like oh, i don't want to no, meet, he nice? meet him he's so nice of course that's so cool but it it's sometimes you don't want to nah. meet the right i met a lot of people i wish i didn't meet to be honest and is it because they were assholes yeah or? It, and some people that i met haven't done anything in comparison to the Big people I met, they were the, so humble and so nice. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah, it is. 
You know, it's like, but there's a lot of people I met from the punk row, which are fucking like, Ian Mackay is like exactly what you want him to be. Mm-hmm. Everything you expect him to be and more. And that made me happy because that's like one of my top top. I and mean, Kevin Seconds too. Oh my God. He was like a father figure to me, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, lot, a lot of these dudes were for me growing up with no dad and getting into this music and Milo and singing all those love songs and, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. It's like this crazy dysfunctional wild family that we, we kind of got got away from ours and then we went to another one. Like New York Harker was like that, all the different characters and... Totally. And, you Sundays know... Sundays there, like... Yeah, I'm like very struck by the fact... Now, what about you? What about your... Um, I'm struck by the fact it's hard to ignore that the people who survived from that time and wrote books or maybe even didn't write books seem to all share childhood trauma. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, children of divorce or abuse, al- sexual, a physical. lot, so much sexual abuse. Yeah. It's beyond. A lot of people that they've had on this podcast will open up about some of that stuff and how they grew up and then, and I know them from hardcore and punk. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Like everybody, everybody was trying to escape their home life in a sense. Even if it, even if there was love there, you know, like we know our parents loved us. Yeah. But like you had a lot of freedom because your parents were busy. My mom was working three jobs to raise three boys, and oh, my dad died. So we were like in the streets, skating, going to shows, and then you find this world of people who. And even back then, you're not talking about, yo, I'm abused. That's why I'm here. Nobody's really talking no about it. No one talked about it. That's what's fascinating. You don't to find me. out to way later on in life, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're all there and everybody's singing along and fucking, it's this crazy. Th- From the outside world of the civilians, it looks like a fucking violent cesspool of insanity, which it is sometimes. But people looked out for each other. For sure. And I've been struck by the fact that. Um, my therapist mentioned recently, actually. Shout out to therapist. I just started going to one. Right. I just went back. It's so good. I just so went for good. the first time at 52. It's really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. For all and the listeners, if you're scared to go to therapy. Just go. You know, I've been talking about this for 200 episodes, and I just started going, and it's fucking a game changer. My wife and my son are proud of me. I didn't even tell them I was going to after I made my fucking first appointment. I love it. I got books I'm reading. I hate reading. I'm starting to read more. Good. Just dive into my life, you know? Yeah. I think especially the men, right? Like Kendrick Lamar is all about that now. Right? Do you fuck with Kendrick Lamar? Oh my God, yeah. Are you kidding me? I was just listening to him on the way over here. The new record is a... um, It's pretty great. It's an art masterpiece talking about... Silent Hill. Sexual abuse. His auntie. Cheating on his wife. All of it. All of it. Eckhart Tolle. He's in, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you go see him live when he came through? Oh, yeah. I did too. Yeah, man. Would you go see him at him. the forum? Or? I saw him at the forum. Me too. And you know what I got to say? As someone who likes small places, he pulls it off. How I don't know how he does that. His glove it's and his little puppet and fuck. I just hope this generation, it, that album didn't go over their head because he's such a powerful, positive influence. He gives back to the community. All the shit he does, he's not really on social media. Yeah. And like, I just hope that this record, didn't go over their heads, the name of it, just everything it talked about, because it was deep. It was heavy. Yeah, well, dark. maybe they'll just keep coming back to it. Who knows? But it's so cool. You like Kendrick. That's fucking Oh, yeah, amazing. I fucking love him. This, it's crazy. All of us that come from this hardcore punk rock world are like, no, everybody's in therapy. <laughs> and we're starting to talk about it more. We become parents. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was saying. So she said to me the other day uh, that she found it fascinating that The Pit, not the one in Silence of the Lambs, yeah. the one in CB's, um, it's extreme. It's it can be violent. It's dangerous. It's physical. Yeah, and it's intimate. Mm. 
so sweating on each other too with strangers kind jumping of on each other kind of a lot wow. right so i don't know what i'm saying it's you a re- can... it was a release for us though right did oh you, did you, did completely you get in the pit and stuff oh yeah a little not not like alexa no way you stage diving Eh, a couple times, okay. not so much, <laughs> not so much. No tats, no stage dives. Yeah, I love exactly. Um, but you're saying that that was a good thing for us, right? I think to so. And release. I feel like the music felt like my head, and that at the end of a show, I would like have relieved just a little mm. bit of tension or something, you know, a release. It was, it was the music in your head and how you felt, how you, yeah, yeah. But wow. The other thing my therapist said the other day, getting back to sexual That's, abuse. Sorry, but no, is she was saying how. Okay, I was saying, if you look at a picture of me when I'm 16, how could not strangers on the street not come up and go like, are you okay? Mm. Like, seriously. I liked your hair the way it was like, was it crimped or what was it? Oh, that's the best I looked. Are you kidding I mean, me? Your hair was so cute though. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't always look like that though. Okay. I gotta say, I look pretty. <laughs> I wore a garbage bag. I was like 215 pounds at a certain point. Wow. Yeah, so I was very much yeah, we like- ha- we, we happy in life? Oh God, no, no, okay. miserable. Even and, in, even in the scene, in the sh- well, that's you recognize your tribe, right? Totally, that's what it is. And yeah. I'm sure in different worlds, not just hardcore, right? You you know your people when you see them, hundred percent. So anyway, she was saying, I was saying, why? What's the big fucking deal? If there's so much sexual abuse, why don't people want to look at it? Like, why did they deny it? And she, I'm going to paraphrase here, so don't quote her. I won't give you her name, um, but she was basically saying. Okay, so back in the days of Freud, oh, people are going to have something to say about this. <laughs> Who was paying the bills? Who was paying Freud's bills? The abusers. Back in the day, you mean? Yeah. So if his if his patients are all coming in and saying they've been sexually abused or, you know, whatever's going on, and the people who are paying for this therapy are the ones who are doing it, I was like, so did he, like, make a decision to not... She said he created the Oedipal complex. Mm. Anyway, okay. I got. I want to read something about all that. No, that's interesting though. I find it fascinating. And I last mean, people night, people block things out. That's what I'm realizing. The, the the brain can block out trauma as a child. Oh yeah. So they later on in life when you start going through these layers, which I'm starting to do, you start seeing things. You know how your life was and growing up. You know what I mean? Like oh, a hundred percent. And that's what Silence of the Lambs did for me. Actually, I've mm. just started talking about this, but um. You know, I'm in the pit, and I just thought I would have given up. And then I had to look at that and go like, okay, why wouldn't I fight for my own life? Yeah, it's interesting. And that sent me down a whole path of remembering all kinds of shit. From your childhood. Do you go to therapy when you're younger, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sexually abused. Okay. Age nine. Sorry, that's Um, horrifying. Yeah. But common. Yeah. So I'm just saying, and last night I was at the premiere. Unfortunately common. Yeah, but so what is it? I just feel like it's... You blocked it out most of your life? I think so, yeah. Fuck. I did. And uh, yeah, because it's like this thing and you don't know. It's so complicated. But when that happens and it comes out, do you... Do you want to confront the person later on in life or just wish he was fucking dead or in jail or something? Or It's not that simple. Okay, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm I actually sure. wrote a letter to the person. Okay. Said I remembered. Uh, said that I looked at what his life was Fuck. and that I forgave him. Okay, that that's... But that's just one way to go. Beautiful. So this movie I saw Did last night... Did he respond? Night, no. I will say he got sober. Okay. So that's something. And you know he got the letter? Yeah, for sure. And you never seen him since? 
No, I have. I we'll talk about the Look at you. It, You're yeah. so funny. Fuck. No, it makes me so mad and it's so sad. So yeah. there's this movie. Uh, I saw it last night. Women talking. Okay. Set in the Mennonite community. Okay. All this abuse happened. I'm and so it. basically they decide, are they going to stay? Are they going to stay and fight? Are they going to leave? Or are they going to do nothing? Um, yeah, it's Fran McDormand and Love. Rooney Mara. Love and, her. Uh, Vegan fucking activist. I love her. Oh, yeah. Major. She's major. I see her. And, and her, her sister, Kate. I just did a show with her sister. Kate's, Kate was on a great show, too. I forgot the name of the show. What was it? Oh, you mean like. The teacher? Oh, her, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I would always see Rooney and um, Joaquin. And Joaquin. At the pig vigils we go to where we see the pigs at the slaughterhouse. They're, always, they're no joke. Yeah, no, they made that talk documentary too. Mm -hmm. um, Joaquin's like my, like our God. I haven't seen him since, the last time I saw him, I was with his brother. So oh, there you wow. go. At a PETA uh, convention <laughs> in Washington, D.C. No fucking way. Like 10,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Damn. we're digressing now. No, it doesn't matter. This is great. I knew it was going to be awesome with you. I knew yeah. it. We're chill. This what is about chill. Josh. Which uh, which Josh Brolin? Oh wait, what about what you want to know? I listened to. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I, do you know him? Oh my God, yes. Are you kidding? Do you guys me? know each other? Yes. Oh my God, I'm gonna send him a picture of us. And me. He's doing Dune right now. He's in another country. Yeah. 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 He got into that cold plunge like you. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He fucking set me up in my sauna. So shout out to him oh, and Nordic. Like, he's See, I'm into the sauna, but not the cold plunge. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's try taking cold showers. Like start easing into it. That's what Harley does, right? Cold shower in the morning, hot bath at night. It's how you start your day. The cold is incredible. I really? fucking hate the cold. Now I'm obsessed with the cold. Ugh. Not yeah, uh, Josh is the same setup. Yeah, it's, shout out to Josh Rowan. Fucking sweet. Hi, Josh. Humble ass fucking human. One of us. Comes from our world. Fuck, yeah. man. Hilarious. How'd you guys meet? I mean, how did we meet? Uh, we did this sort of limited run in New York right after I had a baby of the exonerated plays, you know, okay. where they take people who are exonerated and... Uh, tell the stories and then oh and then we ran into each other on the subway and he was like dude I just got a part in a Woody Allen movie and I was like dude me too same one oh so shit so we were in the same you know which movie was that uh, it's called Melinda and Melinda okay he, he's hilarious okay um, anyway I love Josh that's fucking he's the best sweet yeah. ass I love him man yeah he's I'm really happy girl, for man. him yep. yeah he's killing it too Like he really is great great husband great dad everything man just yep kills it all he does um uh, See, we have nothing left to say. There's <laughs> no, nothing left to say, Josh. Um, oh, somebody's oh, here. It's okay. Stella's <laughs> reacting. Hey, Rusty, you can just open the door and hang out with Stella. I'll be out in a minute. Rusty, chill there. I'll be out. I ah, love you. All right. Um, Interstellar. Yeah. That's a big one, too. Wait, what? Interstellar. Yeah, but I, I never saw it. I never read the script to this day. And they wouldn't let you have it. And so when I was doing the scene, did you see it? Yeah. I'm only in that very end for five seconds. But listen, I have a friend. Yeah. I ought to say his name. Rappaport was in a movie with Will Smith. And it was called Twitch or something like that. He was in there for so for so quick. But it's such a big movie that... It's like there, one of the first credits that comes up about him. you could be in there in a second. You still... Oh, yeah. I still get the residuals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, that's a no, big I should movie. stop complaining. It's a big movie. Yeah, but like right before we... I mean, they were literally like rolling. And I was like, to Matthew McConaughey, I was like, so like, did you save the world? And do I know that? <laughs> so you didn't even know. I, and he was like, kind of. Wow. And then they were like, action. <laughs> wow. You know, I don't know. But something like that is crazy. Like That's just like... That's like I have a gold record in my office because I sang backups on two songs on a record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't get paid for it. Which records? Uh, Newfound Glory records, Story of the Year records. All right. 
But I'm just saying like that one, like rap was saying like one less than a fucking two minute, you know, line. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Great, this is a Will Smith movie, obviously, but um, Six Feet Under. Six Feet you're Under. You're clear as art You're looking teacher. at my credits now. I have on my list. Yeah. I love Six Feet Under. You crazy. It was pretty Such good. a great show. Such a great show. We should rewatch that one, huh? I wonder how Claire is doing that actor. She was great. She was show. great. Really great. So your art teacher in there. Yeah. And then uh, what else? Well, I mean, show. then there's Grey's Anatomy. I know, I mean, Grey's Anatomy is on my list. Look, next to my next. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Look, a bit, you, for, you were on a bunch of that. Yeah, that was I mean, good. I was in season two and three as the nemesis of, uh, you know, Isaiah Washington's character. Then he got fired. Mm. So then they brought me in. And then I got fired. I was only there for like a uh, year and a half. You let go or fired? Oh, fired, straight up. What is that? Is that like you're in trouble? I mean, yeah. What did you do? You remember? Well, I still don't know. Honestly, mm, okay. genuinely, uh, but I, I think it came from above. I think it was, uh, I, that sounds so mystical. No, but that's some... They made me gay, and uh, basically the, the following week I was gone. I just vanished off the wow. planet. And But I was gay like, like didn't like men gay. Okay. And I don't think network TV was maybe ready. I don't mm-hmm. know. But was it a fun ride before that? Was It a fun It was, ride? yeah. I just ran into Sandra Oh literally like three days ago. I haven't seen her since then. Um, yeah, anyway. Is, so, that, is that a whole different world doing TV, obviously? Yeah. A different world than film and theater, right? Yeah. Yeah. That puts you in more of a... Uh, like more of a public guy household. Oh my God, yeah. yeah Especially if you're, because you're like on a TV in their house, so they yeah. feel like they know you, you know? Yeah. Um, The one you should see is Series 7. S- okay. Series 7, The Contenders. It's kind of a cult hit, and um, okay. it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I love that one. And, and Vanya on 42nd Street. That was, we did, Vanya, okay. we rehearsed it for four years. Jesus. And then they made it into a film, so. Okay. Yeah, those are my faves. I'll I check say. both those. And also, you had like, you popped up in Law and Order, Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to um, do those. Got to do those. Ray Donovan, though. Damn. Yeah, I know. What the hell? 47. They're like, okay, we want you naked. I'm like, what? Pretty, I yeah, made fr- it to 47. Francis Simpson, right? Uh, wait, was that her last name? I think it was. Yeah. Wow, you're good, see? But Ray Donovan's such a great show. Mm-hmm. So naked, that's right. Yeah. Oof, that was intense. <laughs> Started going to Beakram, you know, like, and oh, Fran McDormand's like one of my best friends. And she was like, you got to represent. And I was like, I'm not representing. Well, she's been naked in movies you too. You fucking like represent. Too, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. She's a badass. Now, singer. now I feel like I could do it. Yeah. You'd be cool with that. Be, be a naked in the movie right now. I think so. Cause I do think we should represent. Yeah, man. Why not? It's a different world, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's all kinds of people and all kinds of, yeah, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you're, not, you're comfortable in your own skin to go do that right now if they ask you? I mean, I think so, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still down to like push the limits and do all kinds of stuff in acting? Oh, yeah. Still? Definitely. So you're still doing auditions and stuff like that? Yes. Don't you don't really, like it? I don't really love being an actor. Mm. It's kind of annoying, you know? And now we do self-tapes, and I guess it's like offices for nine to five people. I don't think they're going back. I don't think we're ever going to go back in the room. Yeah. I think it's going to so be... So it was like Zooms and stuff? Like, nah. Yeah, I did a Zoom call back just the other day with wow. people. One was in Budapest. One was in London. Like, I didn't get it, P.S. Wow. And I was good. <laughs> I really was. Yeah. Ugh. So what is something recent that just came out that you're on? 
Uh, well, I just did a series called, I think they'll change the name, but it's called Class of 09. Okay. Uh, I went through complete FBI training, which, see, that's the that's when that's it's cool. so fun, right? That's really so cool. So fun. Is, um, that, is that with a real FBI agent? Oh, yeah. Okay. Two of them. Okay. Yeah, James. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about them. Um, but they're serious about when they come teach oh, you. Oh, to... so serious. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did all kinds of stuff. Boxing, we did all the guns, you know. Uh you like doing using guns in movies? I do. Okay. I know that's not that's what okay. I'm supposed to say, no, but my wife shoots guns. My wife has a gun. And I used I've to never be scared a, of them. I still am. I never held a gun in my life, never shot one. But doesn't it make sense that because I had to learn about it and then I thought, oh well, this makes sense that I should know like how to check if it's loaded if I find one. Especially what's happened with yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was never a gun person. Yeah, my wife grew up in Chicago shooting guns with her mom and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, Chicago. <laughs> My wife's a badass, so yeah, she does. She, does she the sounds gun. like yeah, a badass. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I never held a gun. Never fucking did any of that stuff. Mm. It just wasn't my thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you have two kids. I have two kids. One's at Pratt in her second year. She's killing it. That's no joke. That's awesome. I mean, she's really. It's so amazing. And how cool is it that like? So New York was part of your identity. Yes, hundred percent. Right? Me too. And so part of that was like you had to not like everywhere else. <laughs> Totally. And then when we came out here, my husband was like, isn't it kind of relaxing to not have to love a place that you live in? And I was like, that's weird. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you love it here? I, I like it a lot. I have a love-hate thing for it. Yeah. I think I might almost be done with it, actually. Damn. I don't know. How many years you been here? Oh, God. 15. You, where would you go? Back to New York? I mean, maybe, but not, well, you, well, not Manhattan. No, but you're from New York. It's different. I'm not from there, so it's way different. You wouldn't go back to Massachusetts. I was just a guest. I was a guest. Um, hell no. Say. I was I was barely in Massachusetts anyway. I was super young, you know. Yeah. I don't want to go back or to Rhode the Island. You don't want to go. No, yeah, the winter's back. intense. I can't do the winter. I man. can't either. But you're doing cold plunges for God's sake. That's sakes. my choice. Like, I have a choice. Oh. I can do that. Oh my God. But like you've been here for so long, it's like I know your blood gets thin or something. I used to come out here and be like, why is everyone wearing UGGs and like big <laughs> thick coats and stuff? And now I'm totally that person. I know. So, you, so, so you're not, it's going to be hard to go back to the cold. It is. The grass isn't always greener either. I know, but when I go visit her, that's what I was going to say. Is Visiting's I, different, but go ahead. Yeah, I walk behind her because she walks a million miles an hour, which is what I thought I did. That's some East Coast shit. You know? It like is. I'm a very fast walker, and she's Same. like way ahead of me. And I just thought, it's her city now, and how fantastic. Yeah. I kind of didn't expect to feel that way. I kind of felt like I was going to be like, no, this is my city. But yeah. no, and how comforting in a way that New York was there before us and totally. it's going to be there after us. But that was you, that was your city back then when you were her age. Oh yeah. Because when I brought my son recently, I felt so old in the city. It was so many young millennials. I was waiting in line on an app to buy a vegan slice of pizza for like 25 minutes. My son is running around the city. Everybody's his age. It's all people from different, it felt so brand, it felt like a brand new re-energized reborn city yeah. of young people. Yeah. And that's how it was when I started hanging out, going to shows at a young age, running the streets, Lower East Side, going to all the shows, rolling in groups of people. That was us. Yeah. But it was a different time. It was more grimy, more scary, more violence. Yeah. Yeah. Now it just seems like, I don't know. I was so proud the other day because Ray of Ray's, you know, where the milkshakes are there on <laughs> Avenue A, he posted a picture that I took of him back oh, in 1985. Wow. I guess he's 90 now. Made me feel really cool. 90? Holy shit. He's 90, shit. and he's still making those, you know, milkshakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you would go back to New York? Mm, I guess. I don't know. But, is it, but 
visiting I'd, is one thing. I know. Where would you go? I'm staying here, man. Forever? I'm, I'm I don't not for I mean forever is a long time. I'm already 52, but like my son loves it here. My wife she she go to she moved to Chicago tomorrow straight up and I'm like I'm not going to Chicago. Really? Fuck that winter. Oh Chicago's cool. It's a beautiful city. It's the, the hottest I ever was was in Chicago. It's muggy. Oh my god. There was that year I was shooting at Cabrini Green. I was Ooh. doing a documentary about this blues musician. Green. And they were like pulling bodies out. It was so hot. It was like a hundred and like I don't even know, twenty, I wanna say. What's the movie at Cabrini Green, the horror movie? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Candyman. Candyman's oh, based oh. on a, See you like horror movies. I don't, but I just know that for my wife, Cabini Green was a crazy project, and that's yeah. where that movie's based out of the Candyman. Oh, I didn't know that. But now it's all torn down and all yeah, different. Yeah, it's gone. And all. Gone, gone, gone. But Chicago's a great place to visit. New York's a great place to visit. I just love the space out here. I love you can go snowboarding, you can go hiking, hiking. you can go surfing, you can go s- yeah. skate. It's just getting to those places. <laughs> no, I hate driving. Oh my God. I barely drive. I sold my car a year ago. I bought my <sighs> son one. I take birds, scooters. I walk, I jog. Seriously? I stay in my, yeah, I don't, I don't have a car. Wow. That's amazing. I love it. It's so stress, less stressful, you know? So much less I drive stressful. like under the speed limit. I didn't get my license until I was 33. So I moved out of here. My wife's like, you're not going to come into the room when your son is born unless you drive me to the fucking hospital. So I got my license and mm-hmm. I drove her to the hospital like white knuckling it, you know? Well done. Yeah, I hate driving though. I don't do highways. Oh, you're don't. one of those. You're like from Clueless. <laughs> I, there's a bunch of New Yorkers out here that don't drive. I shout out Dre Mateo, one of them who doesn't drive either. Drea home. doesn't drive? No, the homie. Yeah, she doesn't oh, drive. Oh, that's insane. Never drove, her whole, never drove her whole life. Oh my God. That's why I love her. Um, <laughs> so... Do you have an adopted child? I do. From Ethiopia? Yes. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Lucy. Lou. Lou. She changed it. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so I mean, I have to say, love Africa. Been there 13 times. Jesus, I've never been there once. I mean, that's probably why I don't own my house. You know, like I used to live one block from you, but north. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just spent all the money on travel. But I don't regret it. Damn. And because you can't take, they can't take it back. They yeah. can't take it back from us. And my kids grew up traveling like a lot. Same. Like we spent 60 days living in a Land Rover in the bush of Africa, you know, in Africa. Wow. We did it three times with them. I'd love to go. That's on my bucket list. My wife too, to go oh, there. Oh, you gotta yeah. go. You gotta go. When you go, ask ask me. Of I know course. people there. I know people. You know who lives up by you? I'm not gonna blow up the spot. We used to, Rollins lives over there that way too. What? Over where? Rollins lives on this street. I'm not gonna say my name on my street. Oh. He take this street all the way up. Oh, oh, that's fancy. It's pretty cool, yeah. That's fancy. <laughs> From Black Flag to there. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, you know. And your husband is like a cinem- cinematographer? He was. Okay. And then when we moved out here and I was working, you know, six days a week, 18 hours a day, he had to take care of the baby. So mm. then now he writes. He's a writer. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys been together how long? Oh my God, 25 years. It's fucking amazing. I've been married Crazy. since 96. Mm. So lucky. I met my wife at, uh, I was roadie for sick of it all. I met her in 1992 in Washington, D.C. All right. Yeah. And what does she do? She works at the Barrack Skate Park. She does? For like eight years. She's boss lady. Oh, wow. For all the listeners, my wife keeps uh, the barracks afloat. She's boss lady. All right. She's, uh, yeah, she keeps things going. She's a, she's a money person. Uh, she's H2O's band accountant for like 15, 20 years now. She oh, does that's the books, good. all that. She, I had her on tour selling merch with us for 10 years. She's super smart with money and organized and 
I, I guess we could say frugal. That's not a diss, but that's how we got this freaking house. You know? Yeah, like, no, no, you need that. She's smart. Like the first money, real money ever made in Japan, she took it and put it in an IRA. I was like, what's an IRA? She put it in an IRA. Now that's it's worth so much crazy money right now. Always giving her money to invest in things. She's really smart with it. Like, wow. Yeah, I, I got I, I got I got a real ride or die, amazing best friend. Just yeah. getting the props on here, but people love him more on the podcast because. He's very keeps it real on here, you know. Uh-huh. Very straightforward. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's always good because we we get to do what we love. You know what I mean? We get to kind of be big kids in a sense. Yeah, that is good. Do you know what I mean? We're very lucky. Come on. Yeah, I'm lucky. I started this freaking podcast before the pandemic too. It changed my life. You did it before. Yeah, I had a bunch of episodes banked. Okay. Yeah. And oh. so wait, so one life, one chance. Mm-hmm. So. You don't believe in reincarnation, clearly. No, <laughs> that's the name of H two O song, so that's yes, what it's named yes, after. Yes, yes, and, and my nonprofit as well. Yeah. Okay. I was speaking at schools for several years. It's wonderful. I miss it. Do you? Are you? Do you believe in anything? Are you spiritual? I guess I'm spiritual. Yeah, I was. I was forced. I was a Catholic growing up. After my my dad died, I was forced to go to church like crazy, and I fucking hated it. How old were you when he died? Three. Oh Lord. Yeah. Okay. And. uh I believe, uh, yeah, I believe my dad's watched over me most of my life. I've had these different connections and vibes and talking with therapists about it too, all that stuff as of recently. Um, yeah, I guess I am spiritual. Okay. I fucking hate death. I'm talking about that with my therapist at the moment, probably because my dad died and freaked me out. And then we always thought after that, my mom was going to die and not come home. Right. So that's a trauma there. But I, I, I hate thinking about death. Like I want to be here forever and watch over my wife and my son. I just... I can't even think about it. I hate talking about it. I'm 52. Like, I'm fucking over halfway there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just try to be the healthiest I can possibly be. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. Stay young as possible. Mm-hmm. Live it's, my best it's a, life. It's a trip life, huh? It's really, especially when you get, <laughs> especially when you have children and you're seeing them get older and you're fucking getting older and then you see the ending. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? When, uh-huh. you're, when it's just you and your wife, you're just traveling, living your lives, you don't have no, any children. You know, like going on tour and doing all this crazy punk rock shit. And then when you have a kid and it's like, it's crazy, man. It is. In your 50s. But I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life in my 50s. I feel like the best I've ever felt. It's crazy how that is, man. And did you just go back to running? Yeah. Okay. I'm do a marathon next year, a New York City marathon next oh October. Oh, God. It's a bucket list. I've never done it. I'm going to fucking do it. Oh, Lord. I got to do it, man. I, I used goals. to run. I miss it. I gotta set goals for myself. Okay, bring it back. Why would you bring it back? I don't know. It just feels like it's hard on your body. The, the mo- okay, I'm gonna say one. This is some Andrew Huberman shit right here. Okay, the things that are the most hardest for you have the best. Um, what's the word I'm trying to use? Not reaction. They have the best effects on you. The things that you don't like to do when you start doing them have. Ha- they do the best things for you. It's kind of interesting. Is this just like with hard. exercise? Yeah. <laughs> Are we I, just I guess, talking I, about exercise? I would say exercise. Like, fuck, I didn't want to go to therapy. Now I fucking love it. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. Like things you're scared of, I guess. Like you have to go, not really face the fears, I guess. I don't know. I feel like it's true because I feel like I, I feel great after I run, but I fucking hate running. And maybe it's that thing because when I started doing the Bikram, you know, it's like 90 minutes, the same positions yeah. every time. And so you got to, it's a mental thing. Yeah. And that's what I miss from running. You get that, yeah. that high. Look, yeah, I, 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 I went to yoga one time. I'm going to tell the story. I never told it. I went to Bikram yoga once. The original office. Love oh, you, Rusty. You did? I went there and I went with, with a couple of friends. Mm. as Rusty Pistachio. Is that, wait, is this your son? Oh, that's Max. Rusty's here. <laughs> Hang on, Rusty. What up? That, that's not, the microphone's on. Say something here. Hello. 
He's here. Yeah, hi, Max. Yeah, nice hair. Look at his hair. Did you see Rusty in there? No. Is it Rusty here? Is, is that who waved He to just me? kissed the dog who on the Who came and waved to me? Is that you? Oh, you don't do that? No, I do that. Hey, I Max. just, I'm giving the viewers a, oh, a yeah. visual. Who, is Rusty here? Yes. Oh, you chilling with him? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Do you want to act? Oh, look at that. Talk, the mic. Talk about acting. What do you think? I want to act. I want to act, but I don't have enough motivation to actually get into it when I already am signed to print agencies. So, I mean, but I, I know I will do it. I know I will, like, work on it. But I just, right now, I just don't have enough You're just going with what's happening. Dude, she was in yeah. fucking Silence of the Lambs, bro. So, Max, come here. Max, any, any, any advice you'd give to him? Uh, it, sounds like, it seems like he knows what he's doing. See, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right back. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> I'll be there, Russ. We'll get some food after. It was he saying like it's working with the print thing now, so he's just yeah, going with that. Yeah, because he signed as a model. So yeah, right on. He's so, handsome, very handsome. So Bikram Yoga went there with my friend Jenna Phillips. She was my our trainer at the time, and a couple friends. Little did I know, there's a bunch of moms from my son's school there. The lady is like a little old lady. She's an OG. I don't know who the hell she was. She's on the microphone. Doing her thing, telling people what to do. Okay. I'm having a tough time, man. I, I just, it was hot. I was so slippery. Hard. I'm fucking fully tatted. She starts calling me out on the microphone. Tattoo man, you having a problem over there? Like the most meanish. I thought that she was supposed to be a positive, peaceful. Oh, experience. yeah. No, that's not good. She put me on blast in front of the whole class <gasps> the whole time where I was like so fucking embarrassed. I left there. I was exhausted. I was fucking dehydrated. Yeah, majorly. Next, that following Monday, drive through whatever at school two moms said hey we saw him friday he had a rough time huh i never went back and i was so fucking bummed at that experience yeah well that's not okay what the hell totally judging me about how i look like come on rock and roll man just saying shit to me like and you were the only guy with tattoos oh yeah because i'm full uh, yeah all right the fucking floor smelled like ass it was fucking yeah it's really gross and that was my yoga experience oh and i'm like yo fuck this shit it is not a positive, wonderful, accepting experience. But I know that was this one time, one yeah. instructor. And you just said, if you don't want to do something, it, it's whatever it is. It's it a good thing that you a should bad do. Taste in my mouth. Yeah. So I, I never went back. All right. And I never did yoga again anywhere. Oh well, that. And I yeah, know Purcell okay. does it. You know Purcell. Yes. He has a class online, which I think I thought about trying. You know what I mean? I know yoga would be really good for me, mm-hmm. but I'm really super flexible. But yeah, it was weird, man. What is Ray doing? He's doing this. I think he's doing like Youth of Today's playing right now. They're on tour. I saw that today. Oh, really? Playing shows right All now. Right. So yeah, he. I think he's doing the same kind of yoga instructy type That's stuff. That's what I he's thought. He's got a podcast as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are doing. Those dudes are doing things. All right. Um, he's looking at the notes. I got my notes in here, he's man. Got the notes. Um, that's so cool. That you have adopted. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. You got inspired by going there, and that's why that happened. Yeah, kind of. And I kept waiting to want to be pregnant again. Mm. And then I was like, oh, shit, I better get going. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to adopt. And so I how only, old were you when you adopted? I was like 40. Okay. Yeah. And I was, and it was the only year that I looked good on paper financially. Because your wife is not a part of our family. <laughs> <laughs> she should be. So you're not good with your money? like? Smart. Oh, my God. you invest stuff? Or you're like, you, you, mm. Oh, no. You no, had no. that one... You had a house at a one spot where a bunch of my friends lived. It was lived. so beautiful. It's a great area. When oh did you God. sell that house? 
soon after getting fired. So I'm not good with the years like you are. I really envy I would that. Say this. You, you were you were neighbors with my friend Neil Averon and Hilly Williams all lived in the same street. Yeah. They always told me about you. I still have a spoon that uh, Haley gave me oh, or gave my cool. daughter because she played drums. Yeah. And it's like a drumstick spoon. Cool. Yeah. That's such a cool area too. So what, what year did you sell that crib and then where'd you go? Uh, well, then we started our financial downward spiral. Um, this is Grey's Anatomy after that? Yeah. Then we went to Atwater Village. It's nice over there. Yeah. Then we went around the hill because our kids went to Waldorf School, way okay. out in the valley. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So then we went around. Then we hit straight up into central Van Nuys. That was pretty wild. She had a couple of different houses here. You were all around. Yeah. And now we rent it, still in Van Nuys over near Lake Balboa. Okay. You yeah. like it there? I do. It okay. feels real. Mm. Um, is it hotter over there? I guess it is. It was really friggin' hot this summer. It was brutal. Oh my god! I wish I had the cold plunge then. Then I would have really appreciated. It. Oh yeah. Um, are you a beach person? Yes. <laughs> you go swimming. You go to the ocean. Oh, like this ocean? Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Um, sometimes I go up near Leo Carrillo. I go okay. way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's weird when you get out there and you're like, this is here. And know, man. we should go out here all it's the like, time. How many times did you go to the Statue of Liberty or Empire State? Not Liberty? a lot. Only once. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And then you leave like. Exactly. I would go through the towers like because I lived in Jersey City for a while. I take the path train to the towers to work every day, man. Every fucking day. Really? We shot our video one night one chance at the bottom of the uh, Twin Towers too. Oh, yeah, Lord. crazy. So I spent some time over there. But yeah, it's just crazy. We've seen a lot of shit in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, do you have that thing where you're like, is this just the age I'm at? Or is this like 2022? Yeah. Where were you? Where were you in 2001? Were you then New Yorker? Oh, I was there. Yeah. I just moved here in 2001. Yeah. Crazy. Yeesh. Wow. Yep. So your photo, Sunday Monday. When is this book coming out? So I keep saying last week of uh, I know, November. I know. So the, I just looked it up. Apparently Tuesday. It's a good sized book too. This is what it'll be We're like. Looking at a book, right? Sunday matinee right yes, now. Yes. And, and one of your photos, sorry to cut you off, was yeah. Todd Youth with Frenchie, I think rabies. It's like a famous photo mm. that I've seen. I didn't realize that was your photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jimmy and uh, Todd and Ray. Is that Tommy Carroll in the front? No. But he's in here. Tommy's oh, in here. That. Yes, he is. Can I hold your book? Oh yeah. This is this is what they called the fold. I know you're gonna recognize gather. so much of her photos because she has legendary photos um, that I didn't realize that were her. All right. Yeah. Legendary because I put them online. Oh, I guess. Jim, yeah, Jimmy There's G, Jimmy, Jimmy with his famous uh, Stooges. You know his uh, three Stooges oh, shorts. Right. Remember G, those shorts? Yeah. Those should be at the Punk Rock Museum. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gonna put some stuff in there? Uh, oh, I don't know. If they ask, I guess. Am I going to go through this whole... There's some great Chromax photos in here too, man. I'll just talk about other things while you're looking no, at the book. No. <laughs> well, well, no, I want to talk about some of the All photos right. in All here. Right. But, All right. Um, what was you like your last real job that you had a boss that wasn't acting? There um, you are. What? So Where? Right yeah, there. I know. But yeah, I, I could have put scarier pictures it was like almost of myself on. Yeah, I did have those. And then I also... I shaved my head once because of that's only because my hair was falling out and my mom from, said it was going to fall out. So I had to shave it before it fell Alexa, out from bleaching it so much and dying it. Exactly. Great picture rabies in here. Right. So what's the last job you worked? At? Oh God, you're saying that. And I'm trying to remember when was the last job I had Your clock in clock out. Dear Lord. It's been a long time. So that's, that's good. Right that's there, incredible. I'm grateful. Come on. You fucking do what you love. That's fucking awesome. It's But and, boy, and to get this out. age though and to be still like Tommy wondering Rat. when you're going to work again. That's the one thing I, I know by uh. having actors on here is that 
it's almost like a band. Like you don't know what you, my next tour is in March. I'm going to tour with Madball in Europe March first. I know that's the next thing that's happening. Are you guys all going to play back here when you get back? Because I want to see that. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. We do a Cali run for sure. But we haven't been to Europe like in three years, so this, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like you don't know what you, you just you're still auditioning for your next gig. Yeah. It's nothing set in stone. And I have no idea when I'm going to work again. So that's, that's a crazy it's part horrifying. of doing what you do. I know. I have a kid a big, in college. It's a big fucking sacrifice. Yeah, it's nuts. But wait, last job Roger I had. Roger looks so young. I mean, I guess it's been like since back then. That's awesome. Right? It's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I had a, another job. For somebody that was just kind of, not you just going to shows, taking photos, you know, your mom was a publicist. Yeah. Just getting in the mix and then yeah. fucking look what happened. Look at it. John I'm just, so glad. photos of John Joseph and Alexa. Yeah, I kind of oh. had a big, big crush on John. That'll, that'll tell you how messed up I was. <laughs> you guys ever date? Oh God, no. Okay. I mean, he lived with me, but bad brains, of course, in here. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get this book. And so, December eighth and 9th, you're doing Q and A's in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, it's the 9th at the last bookstore, I'm and gonna, the twelfth. Okay, and then the twelfth at uh, Book Soup. Book Soup. Yeah. T- Todd Youth, rest in peace. Yeah. So Roger. many people, rest in peace. So wow. many of them. Huh? How about Lazar? Did you know Lazar? No. It was <gasps> Tommy Carroll right there, Oof. though. Yeah. Lazar, no, I didn't know. That's her, giving the finger. Okay. There. She yeah. passed? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stigma as a baby? Oh, my God. As literal baby. Oh, shit. Uh, Tony T-shirt? Yeah, Tony T-shirt. Wow. Oh, my God. I was just reading about Charlie, the drummer. I guess he's gone. Oh, I didn't know that. It was in Roger's book. Gavin? Yep. There's so many things. It's nuts, right? Jimmy Gestapo and Rabies with their headbands on. Beautiful. That's the photo I'm talking about. Todd Youth Rabies and Jimmy. Yeah. People listening, I'm so sorry. I'm just looking through the book right now, but I don't care. (laughs) They're like, what else? Um, Are you an optimist or pessimist? Optimist. I can totally see that. Can you? Yeah. All right, good. You have a good energy. I mean, I can be cynical, and I hate that when I'm like that. Yeah, but But, we live in a crazy fucking negative world, too, as well. uh, yeah. But you've always been a positive person. Yeah, because what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Have you always believed in yourself? I have. That's awesome. And did you have that thing when you were little? Like, I remember when I was a kid and people would say, it's so good, you know what you want to do. Mm. And now I get that as the parent going like, the little one, I'm not sure what she wants to do. Yeah. And you worry. Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of, I moved to New York. I was like, I'm going to do something in music. I worked at Rogan Records. I worked at Concrete Marketing with Pete Lou, sick of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked construction. I worked with Pete, sick of it all, and some other people building the sound factory on 54th Street. Mm-hmm. We all quit one day because we heard there was asbestos there. We all quit and <gasps> threw our hard helmets down and walked away. Hilarious. And then I went on tour as a roadie, and I was like, fuck, man, I feel like I have something to say. So I started journaling lyrics and stuff. And that's okay. how this whole thing started. But, but yeah, I mean, I didn't really know either. I knew New York was where I wanted to be, though, because I fucking loved the scene. Mm-hmm. From the Ramones to everybody, you know. Have you had mentors? Um, like with them knowing they were mentors, well, or just looking or up to you, people. You looking back and going, okay, this person at this time was a mentor. Seven, to me. Kevin Seconds, of course. Okay, so there you go. Hundred percent. Seven Seconds. Oh shit. Uh, is that John Joseph? See, look, John like John no, tattoos? no tattoos there. Look at that. Wow. Right. Definitely like seven, Definitely Kevin Seconds, Ian McKay, mm-hmm. from a distance, like just loving their lyrics and their, and their music and what they were singing about. I mean, Seven Seconds singing about not just boys' fun and man enough to care about not being a macho dad. Mm-hmm. Singing about things that nobody was really singing about, man, to be honest. Yeah. Like emotional, sensitive, real things, Ray Capo. 
people listen like what the fuck's going on this book is f- amazing by the way <laughs> holy shit Yay. i came to get my signed copy oh yeah um it's really big too and I'm, i love that I'm, I'm working on a podcast book for next year i want to put out just with portraits of all my guests oh good that's what i really want to do rich roll has two books like that inspired me to do something like that i think it'd be cool yeah roger looks so young holy crap oh roger todd youth up front and then there's the pool party in there is there one in there oh is yeah that Carl right there I can't see yeah, it's it. That's Carl. Probably. Yeah. I was always with Carl. Um, and then you have something December 3rd, too, at Generation Records? Uh, yeah, that's in New York. And so then you, a party. Okay. Party after at, uh, you know, Jesse Mallon's place. Niagara? Uh, no, he's got 96 tears now. Okay. Next door. One Shout out to Jesse, man. Killing it. A New York staple. S- such a nice generation. Amazing songwriter, artist, human. Yeah. Amazing. Like, he's, yeah. Very, very cool. Frenchie the Skin. Wow. Frenchie. People... <laughs> I know. I keep I going. Oh, visuals for people listening I in here, right? Look at Jimmy there. Whoa, with the hair. Holy Jimmy shit. was like the most charismatic. He was like the biggest star. To he me. still is. I know, He's but back the then, remember? I just remember being like starstruck by him. Uncle Al. Woo. Uncle Al. Joe Bruno, one of the first Joe people, Bruno. First people I ever saw the neck tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, yep. Before stigma, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, this is sick. I'm Tommy Rat. Oh shit, Tommy Rat. Petey Hines. <laughs> Petey, what's Petey doing? He was I, I, such I, a great I think, drummer. I think he's doing real like life stuff, like a real job or something. That's what I heard. Something cool. Yeah. Um, do you have any daily rituals? Oh boy, daily rituals. I mean, I hike almost every day. Me too. Where do you go? I go up in the Encino Hills. Okay, I go. I go running in Canyon because it's close. Yeah. Yeah. I love hiking. I do too. It's so. And good. you do yoga still? I do. I started doing Pilates again. All my friends do that. I said it's great. I know, and it's what you just said. If you do the thing you don't want to do, it's probably yeah. the thing you need. Yeah, I think. Do you meditate? I need to. You seem like a person that meditates. Oh, I'm glad I seem that way. Yeah, you seem. Then so I chill. won't. You seem. You have, a, you have a chill energy. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I'm pretty chill. Are you a stressful person? You get stressed out a lot. I think I'm stressed, but I can't tell. Mm. Do you same. have that? I think same too. You know what I mean? But I run. I, I do all my shit all day. I'm getting shit out. You know? Yeah. Um, what about coffee? You coffee person? Yes. Oh, I was microdosing. Okay. And since microdosing, uh, mushrooms, um, I can only drink two cups instead of three. That's not it. And nobody cares. What, what does that? Ha- so what does that mean? It means you microdose then you have coffee? Uh, no, I would have my, you can't have them at the same time I was told. And so all I know is that apparently things you don't need slip away when you're microdosing. Okay. And that was one of them. So I drink less coffee. You're into coffee, yeah? I quit coffee like six months ago. <gasps> Why? I said decaf yesterday. It was pretty good. Cause, is it because it's bad? Because it makes me jittery and shittery and fucking oh, yeah. dehydrated. And it's, it's, it's the most intense thing I've ever put in my body probably because I have nothing in my body. So that's like, it, it just runs right through me, man. So were you ever like really unhappy? Um, not really. I don't think so. Oh, my dad died, yeah. Well, you were three. Of course. Yeah. That's only trauma. That's my main trauma. Probably. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is pretty weird. I mean, that's I was always a very hyperactive, high on life, positive person. And then I found music that like Sex Pistols is like, fuck everything, anarchy, destroy, all the other, all that punk shit. I could skate to, but I can relate to it. Then you find the hardcore, which is like seven seconds and youth it today, make a change, make a difference, my mm-hmm. threat. Mm-hmm. All that shit connected me in such a positive way. Okay. Like Straight Edge was a personal personal thing for me i was never like 
preachy about it. You know what I mean? My wife's not straight edge. Has know? there been a time since then when people have genuinely done it just for themselves, not to get rich, not to get famous? It was like our scene. There was no separation really between the audience and the performers. That's, that's why we love this. why we gravitate. Has there been it. anything like that? Not since? that I know of, but they can go watch Descendants play, then go buy a t-shirt from Milo. No, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a uh, communal community. We, we didn't have phones and stuff back then nah. either. We were in the moment. That was a big moment. difference. But you captured those moments in your Sunday matinee book. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful photos. Thank you so but much. But you captured that moment, but you were also in the moment. You weren't just like, it was your camera. You were just there. Like you loved the music. You're a fan of the music. I was. And, and they, they were your friends. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. When's the last time you saw HR? He was on the podcast. That's the last time I saw him when he was on here. He came to my house. All right, I'm going to listen to that one. I took one. him to Crossroads, got some food with him. Okay. Sweet human. All right. Sweet fucking human, man. That was a really fun day. Yeah, I've It was a great day uh, with him. Yeah, we played shows with them back in the... Within 10 years, he played some shows with them. Then played with them in Japan in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. He suppose he's doing really good. Okay, good, know? good. Um, But yeah, man. So how, how much of this going to these shows... Uh, changed your life in a way that you carry it today as a mom, as an adult, as a wife, as a human? Majorly, I would say, because, um, you know, it just taught me that you should be authentic. You should be yourself. Always. Right? And that... Not um, give in to shit. Just stay, stay true to yourself. And don't wait for other people to do shit. Do it yourself. That's a DIY shit. That's what I'm saying. So you're doing this book all yourself? Kinda. I mean, Radio Raheem boys are helping me. Okay. Um... So, yeah, I think... Uh, Even in your acting and everything, you had the whole mentality, probably where you come from. I think so. And with my kids, too. Yeah. You know? Be your fucking self, no matter what. Exactly. It's so powerful to say that. I did a post about the I was talking about just like how you can look in the mirror and know that you're 100% who you are. And that you, you've always been yourself throughout every situation, relationship, everything. But I, that's why I asked about the thing of you being, uh, were you ever sad? Because I was thinking of how... When I did do drugs, you get used to feeling bad, so then that's familiar. Yeah. So, aka, it almost feels comforting, and that's why you go back to it. But yeah. if you never had that, I was sad. Over, I sat, I mean, let's see. It's crazy you asked me that question. Nobody's ever asked me that question. Um, obviously, my dad, and probably throughout my life, I probably had some moments where I was sad. Not really knew why. Maybe it was something. Maybe it was a message from my dad. I don't know. I mean, getting cheated on by a girl. Yeah, I got my heart broken. Didn't trust women. Mm. Fucking made my wife go after me for like two years because I didn't trust women at all. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mama, my wife. Um, <laughs> even though I, she was the right one, I knew it, but I was this oh, man. You weren't was, ready. I got my heart ripped open by a girl. Um, yeah, I don't she know. She knows man. who she is. I get sad, but I get more sad. I'm empathetic, I guess that's a word, to the world. Like, I get sad when I see shit happening in the world that I, I can't control or help. Yeah. That I'm really affected by bad things that happen in the world. I feel the same shit. It's, it's really interesting. I, I absorb it all. Yeah. I get sad about that. Things that I can't fix or help. Yeah. And I try to do that in my music or talking to people every day on social media, DMs, or every single letter I've ever gotten in my whole life, I wrote back the person. I've always been like that, really in touch with the people who have supported me and what I do, and... I don't know, the community, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. So I think that that fulfills my heart. and, But yeah, I'm definitely a sensitive, over-sensitive person. Like my son always like, 
please don't cry during this movie. Please don't cry during this commercial. And he ha- he hates Coldplay because all he has to do is say please don't cry and you'll I cry. Know. But he we hates lo- Coldplay. We, we love Cold. We love the band. We see him a million times. We have so many songs we bonded on. So for forever when he goes out into the world, like anytime he hears Coldplay, it's going to be think about me and he hates that. Because like then text, he's going to be crying. Because like he'll text me like, I just heard Coldplay and I thought about you. <laughs> fucking hate Coldplay. I have that text. <laughs> so just different things like that. I'm definitely an emotional person. I'm realizing now going to therapy that I've always been emotional, but I think that losing my dad and then all that shit made me even more than you become a parent. And then it's like, fuck, I can't call my dad and ask him advice because he's not, they never had it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And then all that shit goes through you and then like, I don't know. And then my wife's emotional, but she's not nowhere near like me. Like, we balance each other. She's like the tough badass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She sounds fantastic. Has she been on your show? Many times. People okay, love good. her. Okay, good. She keeps it 100 too much. You know what I mean? She's yeah, very, I would think. She was an OG girls up front posse in Chicago. Had fanzines, diving in the whole scene, um, checking dudes who were mean to women. She, she's a very OG, respected person from the... Everybody knows my wife knows my wife is my wife and which she is. But she's around for a long time. Had an adopted cow in the eighties, was vegan since the eighties. All right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they're putting it I think there's a book being put together by her whole girl crew she had. Okay. Yeah, you love her. Yeah, she's a real one. All right, cool. Um yeah, let me check my notes. This has been awesome. This has been so fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do this all day. I know. Have you I mean, done, I'm have drinking you done this liquid face? death, so I'm yeah, going to have to go pee soon. Have you done these face-to-face podcasts before? Once. Okay. Usually it's like Zoom and shit like that. I know, right? and I just went on KCRW, uh-huh. and like I went out there. I was so excited. Madeline yeah. Brandt, you know. How like, was it? She was upstairs, and I was downstairs. Man. She came down and said hi after. She had fabulous hair. This is for the, this is for the <laughs> listeners. I see a lot of people commenting like, when are you going to have this person on? Oh, this person on. You should get this person. I only do it in LA. I only do it in my kitchen. I only do it face-to-face. I'll never do a Zoom. I did phone calls in the beginning during the pandemic because I had to. Oh, yeah. I've redone those same thing, same people in person because it's a way better conversation. Who's the person you want the most mm-hmm. aside from me? Because <laughs> now I'm here. My, my, I have like a bucket list of people that I was going to post about one day, but I don't want to jinx it. I'd love to have Chris Martin. I'm like one person separated from Chris Martin from Coldplay. Okay. Um, I'd love to have Chuck D from Public Enemy. Oh my God. Yes, please. I'd love to have Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I'd love to have KRS-One who, who actually inspired me to even be more vegetarian with my philosophy in 1988. KRS-One is fucking incredible. Okay. I'd love to have Rock M. Eric being Rockham. I might be having his son on my podcast soon. I'm because I got a tattoo of Rockham. I posted it, and then all of a sudden I got a DM from somebody. I didn't realize it was really his son of Rockham who already followed me. And then I got a FaceTime from Rockham, which I'll show you a picture of, and it fucking blew me away. Rockham <laughs> is like my favorite MC of all times. Okay, I want to get some more hip hop artists that I love. De La Soul. Hmm. Um. There's a bunch of people. I'm working on a bunch of different things. Okay. But yeah, but Chuck D. KRS-One, Chris Martin. Those would be my top three right now, probably. Okay. Because I think Public Enemy is so fucking punk rock, and they were so punk rock when they came out. Yeah, totally. You seem like you love hip-hop, too, obviously. Yeah. Did you like it back then? A little. Yeah. And then what was that music? HR got me into this music. Go go music from, yeah, from DC. DC. Let's go. Oh my EU, god. You troubled funk. I seen oh all those my groups. God, they were so amazing. Because I lived in Maryland outside of DC, and that's when I started going to all the Fagazi shows in the eighties. Nine thirty club. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. I had the best of Rhode Island and then Maryland and then New York. So right before New York, I was in Maryland. My mom had a job there, so I'm 
DC shows are Rusty Pistachios out there. Mm-hmm. He was in a band called Images who played with all these bands, Scream, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the go-go scene, oh man, incredible. Yeah, because that, that music, I guess it never really blew up, blew up. It did. did it's it. such a DC underground thing. And, and Minor Threat's last show was a go-go show. Ah, $5 show. Right. I think it's Trouble Funk or one of those bands. Mm-hmm. You saw Minor Threat back then? I did, but I don't remember. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. I know it's it's horrible when I think of shows that I was at that I don't remember. Why See, don't you remember another anything? reason to be sober. Yeah, you know what's so crazy? I heard Ian say something recently how like <sighs> he wanted to have these memories of looking back at shows that he experienced in his life and since he was sober he can have he remembers everything. It's incredible. Really? So if I get sober now, I'm going to remember everything? Well, he's been like that forever, so it's like I'm saying. Exactly, like, yeah. Ever been to the Discord house? No. You got to fucking go there, man. What is it? The Imakai, the, the Discord house. Oh, the house. Yeah, it's still like there. With the steps. He'll give you a the... tour. It's incredible. Really? Yes. Is he like there? Yes. All the time? You can call into the phone after oh the podcast. God. So, okay. You, you got to send him your book. Okay. That's easy. I mean, I should send it to him. Ian at, at discord.com okay. and email him and say, fucking yes. Okay, everyone, Ian, Ian at discord.com. Everybody knows. Like, the whole oh, world okay. Knows. All right, all He's right. He's the most off the grid, but the most on, you can just get right to him. All right. Who answer the phone? He'll love that book. Okay. Well, I think he deserves I a copy. I want to help you push this book. Okay, well, please, yes. So when is this book? Where the fuck can people buy this book? Okay, so www.sundaymatineebook.com. Oh, you got that website? Yes. How that's, good was that? Dude, my husband fucking, did that. My husband did so that. Shout out your hubby. Yeah, that was good. Dude, that's really good. Yeah, and okay. you can pre-order it there. And okay. then, oh my God, there's like a, a flexi disc Come on. with the special, you know, 200 of them with Carl singing okay. for Underdog. Wow. Yeah. Carl from Iceman singing for yes. Underdog. Yes. Two tracks never heard before. So shout out to fucking that and I love Underdog. Shout out to Richie who's been on Richie. here. Richie. He's a listener. We love you, Richie Birkenhead. Love yeah, you, brother. We do. I have two he, underdog he wrote, tattoos. He wrote the most fabulous intro. That what? made me cry. What? Are you, you wrote kidding? The Dude, he wrote the intro and it's fantastic. Richie Birkenhead wrote the forward to her Richie book, Sunday Matinee. He sure Why don't you is. tell me that? It's amazing. So smart. You're so smart, Richie. I have underdog tattoo right here, see? Really? Oh, great band, dude! Vanishing Point, all those records. I know, really amazing. Even the, into another, I great. loved. Yeah, I went to the record release party of the Vanishing Point when Swizz opened up at the Pyramid Club, and then there was a full page in Thrash, and I was in the back with my Youth of Today tank top, and I was so happy. Oh, <laughs> um, do you have any regrets in your life? Oh my God, no. Okay, no. I, because, I love and respect that, right? Because what the heck? We're I just, love that. A lot of people say that. Doing the best we can here. Yeah. yeah. I love your journey and like where you're at now. It's awesome. I mean, it's better where I'm at now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. You're not sober, correct? No. But you're not wiling out. You smoke weed. I you, smoke weed. You probably weed. drink red wine or drink wine or something? I don't like red wine so anymore. what do you drink? A little drink? bit of white wine. Okay. But not much. I don't have... The drink is not a thing. So it's just weed. It's weed, but it's, it's, it's complicated for it. me because I numbed myself when I was young with it. And so now when I'm doing it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is that what I'm doing? Am I numbing myself? No, you're fucking chilling out. You're fucking exactly. It's different, but you're you know. a grown ass woman with kids. I'm and a grown life, ass and you woman. Do a lot of shit, and now you're smoking weed and you're chilling out. And it's it helps you be chill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're already going to therapy for all the other stuff, all the traumatic stuff that happened yes, to you. Yes. Yes. And I writing already, that letter to that person I worked all that shit out. Writing that letter was very therapeutic to that person, probably. It even, was. even no response. Yeah. That must be- have been hard to write. It was hard to write. It was hard was to write. Was it emotional writing that? Yes, but I had to do it. Um, and when did you finally realize that that had happened to you? Like, how old were you after you blocked it out? 
Oh God, I don't know. I because I looking back, I feel like I knew, but I I don't know. I think Silence of the Lambs was the thing. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. so interesting for listeners to hear that that something traumatic in her life came out from being down there in that fucking pit. That's fucking crazy. And, and that's kind of a pit, gift, right? But it was a connection with you. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I worked with a woman named Ruth Nelson on Vanya. She was blacklisted back in the day, group theater, a legend. And I used to say to her, how come I never get the guy? Like in all the things I was doing, I never get the guy. What's the deal? She's like, well, darling, you, you work on the same thing until you learn what you need to learn. And then the, the rest, the other things will come. The other parts will come. Yeah. And it kind of worked out that way for me. So, yeah. Are you happy with your career? I mean, I am. I wish I didn't have to worry about money. But, uh. That seems like something for all actors, though. It's like. Yeah. Gig to gig, job to job, whatever. Yeah. That sucks. But then you have the SAG, which is good. Yeah, we do. It's a positive yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I can't complain. Come on. And and work-wise, I mean, I've worked with some amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Who's on your bucket list to work with? Still. Donald Glover, number one. I love that about it. That's my favorite part about this so far, that you love him. Oh, my God. You love Kendrick, and you love Atlanta. I mean. So cool. I mean, how could you not? Uh, who else? Who else do I want to work with? Who else? Who else? Oh, God. I'm supposed to know this answer, aren't I? It's okay. I'll give you a second. Who do you want to work with? I just told you. Chris Martin, Q-Tip. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's here on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, work with him, what? Play some music? I don't know. I'd love hip-hop, but I would never try to rhyme, but I, you know, I don't know. All right. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of people that I like to do. Okay, I'll do a song with Chris Martin. Let's go. I'll do a duet with Chris Martin or something. I don't know. I think that would be good for Chris Martin, too. Dude, don't you such think? Such a positive impact on my life, man. Okay. It's crazy, man. Like, if people listening, you want to where my positivity comes from in the past, later half of my life, maybe becoming a dad, is probably Coldplay. So even if you hate that band, you could thank them if somehow, I don't know, I don't know, the connection to Coldplay. We can, we can thank them because it was a positive thing for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if I've had some point, any kind of impact to anybody with my lyrics, the last couple of albums I made, Chris Martin was a big inspiration, okay. which Freddie Madball turned me on to Coldplay, which we already talked about last episode, but... Thank you, Freddie Madball, for playing Coldplay for me back then because you turned me on, changed my life. See? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you probably didn't appreciate, we were talking about what we were saying before that music-wise. What about some inspirations for you for music? Well, it was always Bad Brains for me. I mean, come on. Do you still listen to him today? And yes. Get the same feel? Yes. That's fucking crazy yes. cool. Yeah. The other day, my husband was like, can you play that Sacred Love one? <laughs> it was locked up in jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you still listen okay, to Okay, when that was he locked up, was that Chicago? Because I used to live with Jeff Buckley, you know the singer? Yeah. And um and I turned Jeff on to Bad Brains. Okay. And he it was a major regret that he never got to see HR sing. Gotcha. With and he actually flew there once. I he called me and said, I'm on my way, dude. I'm gonna see him. And he ended up in jail and that show never happened. And I'm that pretty sure it was crazy. Chicago. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like something. So Jeff Buckley flew out there for that show. And didn't. And each got arrested. Yeah. Wow. Didn't, never saw him. So you still listen to Hardcore? I listen to them. I listen to Agnostic Front. I listen to Underdog. Woohoo! Right? Which, yeah, Victim in Pain or something? I listen to Victim in Pain. I listen to Eliminator. Hard. Uh, you kids like it? They do. That's cool. I just brought uh, Lou, the little one, to see agnostic front. i missed that show and was on oh, it was a good show i heard the roxy yeah it was so, a really good I show and great. i shot it and it was hard to shoot nice 
Oh my God, I don't know how I did that back then. Low light, fast action. Great Things show. are blurry. It was a great Such show. a great show. House Stigma is incredible. I mean, how the hell? He is... looks so good. He's like 60s, man. He looks fantastic. That's what inspires me. And his energy. That was inspired. That hardcore youth, it's still in all of us, man. Even in our, our 50s and 60s that... I don't know. You still get this feeling and you, and this love for it when you hear it and it brings you back. I know you've seen those videos of him when he was running for president. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my God. He's, he, 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 he's a character. He should be in fucking movies, man. Totally. He's a real one. Mott Street, fucking literally his whole life. Yep. Same place, same building. Unbelievable. We have so many sick characters from, from our scene. This world. Roger. All of them, man. I love Roger. I love them all, man. Yeah, me too. Roger's killing it. They kill it in Europe still. They f- I play with him over there. It's insane. Yeah. He just went through all the hell stuff, and he's back on tour. Like I know. A, he's a fucking machine, dude. I saw That's them. my inspiration, those guys. I went to the Black and Blue Ball in whenever that was. Not that long ago. I saw Mad Ball. Uh, when was that? I, I don't, don't know. know. Probably before. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh because I was wearing a mask. I was the only one, literally, in the entire club. And then someone passed me a joint that the entire audience had smoked. And I pulled down my mask and took a hit like an idiot. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I can't get sick. I'm on a TV show. Oh, yeah. You have to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But then I smoked a joint with the entire crowd. Wow. So there. You listen to any new music? You um, want stuff? Well, I was just listening. I mean, I was major Nick Cave fan. Like, okay. followed him around. Yeah. You know? Uh, what else do I listen but let's, to? You're not like listening to new hardcore bands, really, right? I don't. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I would. Yeah. I kind of listen to what my kids listen to. Which is? I mean, all different kind of shit. My daughter's into like Otis Redding. Sick. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's awesome. So, But hip hop stuff too, I know they listen to? Yeah, but I don't know the names all the time. Yeah. I love the one. Who's the singer? Sorry, I'm so old. My son might know. Who's the one who sings on Silent Hill with Kendrick? That new song, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Where he's like, pharmaceutical. <laughs> he just performed. He was, didn't he open up for him? I don't know. Isn't that the guy that was with him? I don't know. Is it on his label? Top Dog? He hasn't Top Dog But yet. isn't Top Dog, isn't he like moving away from that? I feel like he, he is. He is, but that guy, the artist, opened up for him at the show. I forgot his name though. I did too. It's okay though. We love Kendrick. It's that okay. makes me so happy. Same. Oh my God. Wish I would have known. Yeah, I'm, oh, man, it's it was so good. so amazing. I'm going to go see Smashy Pumpkins or Jane's Addiction this Saturday. Okay. I'm excited for that. I've never seen either of them. Do you know who was a dad at our school? Who? Gary Newman. Here in my car? And when all you have to do is say Jane's Addiction, and I think of his wife, Gemma, because she loves, uh, loves Here in Trent. my car. You know, that's Exactly. Garrett. How's he doing? Is he doing he's good? He's playing. He's around. Yeah. You think he made money off that one song? In cars. Doo-doo. I think he must have. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's crazy. Here in my car. LA is such a wild place without all the different parents. Oh, my God. Shit. Oh, my God, because we were just in dyslexia school, so I can name all the musicians that were there. Gwen Stefani. Wow. Yeah, because all this, you know, and uh, Dave Grohl. The kids go there. Yeah, they did. Okay. We just moved to public, but um, yeah. That is cool, man. Yeah. It's Wild. hilarious about LA, isn't it? I know. One, yeah, t- one time I was in New York, and okay, this is so weird. I was, uh, we were waiting to go to dinner, or brunch, actually, with some friends, and they said, oh, yeah, we got to wait for David. That's this guy, Chris's friend. He was, the- they were friends in college, and he's out running, and we're standing there and fucking David Byrne walks in. And, and my husband grew up in Russia. So okay. I'm like looking at him going like, you know, and he didn't know. Oh, wow. But he missed a lot because of that. Yeah. Russia, that's wild. I know. Not that's... so popular right now. Mm-mm. He's not a fan. <laughs> 
Dave Byrne, that's crazy. I know. He's amazing. Come on. I just read that thing, that op-ed. You got to read it in the New York Times with Brian Eno. Okay. And he's talking about how he would like a charisma of uncertainty. He was. He was saying that like no artist, basically people like things to be black or white. They yeah. like They like people to be one thing or the other and that he's more into, now that he's older, uncertainty and not knowing. I like that. I do too. But I love that he said, you know, I would be into some, the charisma of, you know, not knowing. I thought that was cool. And he said David Byrne was the closest to that. David Byrne's incredible, man. He just did Unbelievable. Some, he just did some stuff on Broadway or something or just his own show. Yes. Mm. He's amazing. I've never seen um, Talking Heads. I've never seen that. Yeah. No, I didn't I would love. I love, love them. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen them. Or oh, the too. psychedelic furs. Never get this I series. saw them Ooh. at the Ritz. Was it cool? Yeah. I saw The Cure. I can't believe they're still around. Amazing. I saw him. He fell off the stage. He was so high, Robert Smith. When was that? At Back the then? Peppermint Lounge. Jesus. Yeah, that was a long time ago. You have a, you have a favorite show you ever saw? Like a mind blowing? Bad Brains at CBS. Okay. Yeah. And Nick Cave. Nick is second for me. What year was the Bad Brains? 80 something? 84. Damn. Yeah. Life changer. Yeah. That's where the photos are from? Oh my God, they're beyond. That's yeah. where those photos are no, from? No, th- yeah, that's the Ritz though. Okay. Ritz show. Yeah, I never saw anything like them. I'm psyched for you, To this day. This is so cool. Yay, thanks. I'm psyched for you. I'm psyched to have you here. And It's really cool that people are into it now, right? Because mm-hmm. like for years it was like, oh, all right. Yeah. 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 And John connected us. Yeah. And he's, Wait. Do- he's doing the Q&A, right? Wait. Oh, yeah, he did. His yeah. book is so good. I just read it. It's I, fantastic. I, I haven't seen the book, no. Oh, you would dig it. Okay. Because it's all about being, you know, when he went out with his band. And he's doing the Q&A too with you, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, God, help me. Shout him out, man. Yeah, he's going to ask me stuff. He's smart. <laughs> he's super smart. He, he is. He knows He was like, I think I'd like to ask you maybe about the conservative elements of the scene. And I was mm. like, oh, God. He knows a lot, I got to go home and cram. He's uh, He's got a lot of music knowledge, man. He does. It was great. I love him. He was same as you, like actor, like you know, like music, yeah. everything in the scene. Mm-hmm. He had a band too. Yeah. I'm surprised you never did music. I know. I feel like I kind of maybe shoulda. Oh well. You could. It's never too late. No. Pick up a guitar or something, or you, know, you start acting. I'll start. Sure. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> my son, I'll have want, a band. I want my son to inspire me to start. I want him. To, I think. I think he'd do good, man. Okay. I have a question. What if I have to pee? Uh, we're done. We're, 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 sign, we're signing off right now. We are, but is yeah. it going to say, is it going to be me going, I have to pee? Here, people do it all the time. Oh, okay. Sometimes I'll leave. Everyone pees. Yeah. So what is, last thing, so the Sunday matinee is what you're focused on right now? Yes, and then trying to develop it into something. Like and a doc series or something? No, or awesome. I think a series series a la Atlanta. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I got to get another acting gig. Well, I appreciate you being here and, and sharing your story with me. I'm glad we finally got to do this and we've yeah. been talking about it. And um, I'm psyched for your book. I'm going to come see you there. And uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you. I'm make sure I have all my notes covered. You too. You covered a lot of your life. It was great. It's. It, I think if you are a husband out there and you have not been to therapy and you want to go, I think the thing of going to the first one without telling your wife is amazing. Very impressed. Thank you. I yeah. want them to, su- to surprise them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've been talking about it forever. About my dad and all this fucking dad. And I'm the only person in my family ever to go to therapy. Shout out to my mom and my two brothers. And they've been hitting me up, asking me all about it. Hopefully, I'm going to inspire them to go. Yeah. Nobody's ever got it in my family. I had no closure with my dad dying. You know, mm. that was it. He left the house to the hospital. He never came back. I never saw him again. Mm. Couldn't go to the funeral, none of that stuff. And my mom did that to protect us. 
Yeah. So, yeah, well, but we no do closure. lots of things to protect our kids. I know, man. And you start talking about your parents in there, it's like, yeah, the resentments, it's all that kind of shit. I feel like I heard someone on your show saying that thing about like, if you had a messed up childhood, I think it was Freddie, actually, mm. who was saying then when you're a parent, you know, like I remember one night my daughter wanted to have cereal or something and I was and I heard myself say, you can't have cereal for dinner. And then I thought, why can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Where is this coming from? Yeah. Those knee jerk reactions that you have, like just because that's what you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to work on that shit. Yeah, my son's pancakes for dinner sometimes. Yeah. See? Are you a strict parent? No. Same. Really? Well, my mom was like, fucking, I'm talking about that in therapy now. My mom was smacking us in the face to her teenagers. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't win as a mom. I'm just saying, like, it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the most, I mean, it, he's, but the word spoiled in love, I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. Yeah. Because I mentioned my mom called me spoiled brat in therapy, and she's like, you don't say that in here. We don't say those words in here. There's no such thing as that. Being called a spoiled brat, why? Because you were, your grandparents gave you lots of love. Like, you're not, that word is like so harsh on a kid yeah i remember and i loved my mom i obviously love you too mom but i remember when my first baby was like a month old and we left her for the first time with mom for like just a half an hour to go for a walk or something and when i came back she said isn't this not flattering for my mom (laughs) so get ready okay she was like i said so how'd it go she's like well she's very pushy (laughs) <laughs> oh, same. And I don't pick her up like you do the second she cries. So judgmental. And I was like, dude, you're never going to babysit again then. Ever. I hope you enjoyed your time. Why wouldn't you? What, is that baby manipulating you? Like, Have our parents always been like that? But oh, is it when we become parents that you start feeling the judgment of how you're raising your children? I wouldn't do it like that. I wouldn't take him on tour. Well, exactly. He's not yours. And it makes me so crazy. It's so wild, right? Well, because my son's seeing the world at a young age, seeing all the different cultures. He's not going to get that in a fucking book at school. They travel the world with us. Yeah. So judgmental, man. Yeah. Oh, he's vegan? Or is it give him some meat? Yeah. All this shit. It's like, yo, it's not yours. You raised me this way, and now I'm raising my kid that way. What are our kids going to say about us when they're 52? Well, I think we're way cooler than our parents. No disrespect to our parents. No, we're, no, we're, no. We're a different generation. Yeah, different and that's how way. it should be. Look how far we've come just since we've been alive. I know. That's good. We're different. Yeah. And I, I, I want to thank punk rock for that and what we get into as young kids and what we're exposed to in the world and, I don't know, before the internet and all that stuff. Yeah. Conversations and real life hangs and being in the streets and, I don't know. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. We li- we had a uh, those that time growing up, we had Crazy. Looking back how crazy it was and how the city was and just everything. I don't know. Yeah, reading those books. You know, you should read Roger's book. It's great. My wife did. So it was incredible. And Harley's. I just reread Harley's book, too. I like Uh, audio books because my my attention span is terrible. But yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. I'll I'll do some audio books. I got something to do with my therapist now. But it reminds you. It takes you right back there and it makes you remember the danger because I kind of forgot that. Mm. And I remember also, remember how you used to literally get messed with like a lot for how you looked? Like, yeah. m- like majorly fucked with. Even in the punk scene. That's, yeah. Well, then, yeah. Then there's we've, that. We've been walking from the train to the show or just exactly. wherever you were and how you looked. And yep. What a crazy fucking world uh, we love so much. Yeah. Life changing. Yeah. That's good. It's good. We're lucky. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with you in real life. Yeah, please. You being your friend. It's awesome. All right. Thank you, John, for connecting us. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Sunday matinee. Yeah. Out soon, end of November. 
All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. bye. Hope I'm exciting. This is my this is my this is my last podcast until I get back from tour. So, um, this yeah. is, this is gonna come out when I'm on the tour. This will come. All right. This is gonna be coming out on March 6th. I'll be on tour in Europe with Madball, Hazen Street, and Drain, and a bunch of other awesome bands. Um, just want to recap with you, touch base with you, because you know we did this a couple months ago, and things have changed since I've talked to you in your in your lifestyle and your business and your world. Oh boy, yes. And um, you're on a different wave now. I am. I mean, who knows what wave I'll be on when you're back from tour. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about it? So what's the big change since we talked last time? Oh, for God's sakes, I went on a tolerance break. It was supposed to be a break. I stopped smoking weed. It's been a month. Wow. And um, I'm, a, you know, let's face it, I'm a pothead. I've been smoking weed my whole life. So how do you feel? Um, I feel great. Um, awesome. It's been a total bloodbath <laughs> over here. Um, I fired everyone. Uh, I fired my agents. I fired my manager of 23 years. Wow. Um, my husband thinks he's next. <laughs> oh, um, no. no, he's not next. Your husband's good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's put up with me for this long. How long have you guys um, been married for? 25 years. Yeah. We're 26 this year. Me and my wife. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It's so crazy, man. We're getting old, very, but I'm not going to go there. I know. I know you freak out about getting old. I know. I'm doing everything I can <laughs> to be Peter Pan. Um, and something else. There's something else. And P.S. So I, I, your, yeah, Instagram story led me to that Huberman guy. Is that awesome? Andrew Huberman. And yeah. I, oh my God! It was like three hours of what pot does to your brain, which you know I already sort of knew, but not so specific. My mm, God. Mm. Um, he's the best man. He's he's giving out so many amazing gems every day for people for free and. He's inspiring, and I love that how he breaks things down to people. He's one of us. He's always comes from skateboarding and punk rock. He's fully tatted, and he's also, you know, a super smart Stanford professor. You know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Is he single? Uh, that's, that, <laughs> well, you're not, but um, that's what everybody keeps. No, asking. I know. I got a lot of friends, though. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how many people text me or DM me on a fucking weekly basis asking me if my friend Andrew is single. <laughs> and the answer is no. It's no. All right. Well, there you go. Um, but a woman, the can, other a thing woman I, can dream. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The other thing I stopped doing, which you will be very happy to hear. Okay. I was vegetarian for 27 years. Yep. Um, and then I went to this naturopath and they took my blood and they were like, how do you even get out of the bed in the morning? Because mm -hmm. you have no, I had malabsorption and blah, blah, blah. So convinced me to go back and just every so often have some, and of course, I was like that crazy person who, you know, the cow had to have a name and it had to have been loved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now I, I can't eat cow anymore. I'm not eating cow anymore. I haven't ever been eating pig. Um, and I'm really kind of cutting way back on everything else, too. So that's freaking um, amazing. What a turnaround. That's crazy. Right. Because you can't I mean, I can I can only pretend so much. Mm. You we, know, yeah. I know, you know, I know. Yeah. So yeah. that's amazing. So since our podcast, you're a straight edge vegan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I got the tattoos of the X's on my hands. Yep. Yeah, you're official. Mm-hmm. 
It's all because of you, Toby. And you've seen the stories of my wife hanging with the cows last week, and that was... Yes! Oh, my God, yes. I Did know. BJ go with you? Yeah, of course, man. She helped me uh, organize it, yeah. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah. She's the yeah. best. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great surprise. I finally surprised my wife after 26 years. I had an incredible Valentine surprise, and then her friends flew out from New York and surprised her. And then I had the um, Mercy for Animals. I mean, I'm sorry, Farm Sanctuary hooked up. Walked through. 15 of her friends were there. It was beautiful. Yay! Was That's really, really, nice. Was and what really was that? Nice. I saw a convertible. Weren't you in a convertible? Yeah, that. I mean, that was a throwback. But I did that for Val. I did that for anniversary several years ago, where um, I rented the Cadillac from True Romance, our favorite movie. And we got drove around. We get driven to the hotel they stayed at. It was like a whole true romance day. Aw, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm she's going to miss you guys when you're no, out. No, she, she's, she, she's coming on tour. She's selling merch oh for, for H2O and Hazen Street. She's on the bus with us. H2O Mad well, It's going to be crazy. Who's going to be in the plunge pool, for God's sakes? Oh, uh, Nana. Mother-in-law is going to be here chilling. So maybe, okay. she, maybe she'll be plunging. Um <laughs> But I'm proud of you, and if I can take a teeny bit of credit for any of this inspiration of your life change, I'll be honored. Also, Andrew Huberman helped you out, so that's incredible. Um, yeah, I, I say whatever. Take the credit. No, it's so freaking <laughs> cool. And I'm psyched for people. It's really good. You know, people, if people are listening now, they just finished our episode, which is a great episode. Um, and now we're just, this is like a uh, kind of part two phone call at the end, catching up. Um, but I appreciate your patience. I banked all my podcasts. I have about... 23 left to go and i'm just good for the rest of the year almost till september because i'm gonna be touring three times this year and i like to have things all organized and ready so i have nothing last minute stressing about a podcast and i've learned that from a bunch of bigger podcasts who they bank a lot of their episodes and mine's yeah my, mine's not really like hot topics or what's happening currently in the world and if anything is dated on there we take it out but it works really well with the conversations that we have so well, I'll get you lined up with some people while you're on the road. Yeah, I don't want to um, say any names on here, but you mentioned one on the phone today I've been excited about, and we'll think, hopefully yeah, it'll work out. But I'll totally uh, ask. Um, but I, the, I, one I, thing I, go ahead. the one thing I would say is just to anyone out there who does smoke weed every day like mm. I did, and I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but uh, is you don't realize till you stop how you're holding yourself back or like why you're holding yourself back. Wow. And you know what I mean? Like, cause I definitely look, I'm an actor. So I sit around waiting for the phone to ring and it's annoying. So yeah. why not get high? Totally. Uh, <laughs> but when you don't do that, it just frees up all this time to do all this other stuff. And right now I'm developing the book into a series. Amazing. So, yeah. And so hopefully I'll do it quick enough. So your son, Max can be in it. That, I wonder who, who would he play in there? You think? Oh, I don't know. Not Ray B's. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to get we could play in there. Maybe like one of the youth crew guys or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's so cool. Know. You're doing that. It's amazing. And, and how's this going to be like a whole, this episode is a whole extra push for the book because um, people saw the photo of the episode today holding the book on the porch and us talking oh, about good. the book. And um, so how's the response been for the book? It's been amazing. It's totally sold out. It's sold out so in a cool. month. Congratulations. Yeah. I guess people are into it. Did you ever get one? No, I never got one from you. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I got to send you one. I wasn't I'm worthy of one. one. I want one signed from you. Yeah, I'll sign it and I'll send it to you. Just just do me a favor and text me your address. No, you can't say it on the air. Yeah, On this podcast, the, the picture that we held up is just the bindings of the book. It wasn't even put together. It was just all exactly. Kind of, yeah, so pretty cool. I'm so happy yeah. for you. That's, yeah, people love the book. People love the hardcore uh, nostalgia 
there's a lot of hardcore historians. There's a lot of people that weren't there at that time that like live live by the photos and the music from back then. And um, it's beautiful to have it all archived and out there for the world to have. It's awesome. I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey, it's I was happy to do it. Is, it was. Is, uh, is, are there any photos that like didn't make it that you're bummed about or couldn't? Oh, make it you know what? There's a lot of photos. The other day I was doing one of those, you know, book signing things, and we brought a bunch of prints that I had in a box just to put on the wall, and there was kind of some amazing ones. And I thought, oh man, is there another book? I don't know. Do you, do you regret having some of the pictures on it? You don't care, like whatever, it just didn't make it. Yeah, no, I think this one's exactly how it should be. I yeah. feel good about it. So. Yeah, maybe there's another book in the future down the line. Yeah, you never know. If I stay off the weed, I'll have plenty of time. Your focus is sharp. And I know it's crazy. Is my shout out to Joe Vasian. He does the editing of this podcast and he fixes all the sound and all the tweaks. And he was like, bro, he loved this episode. And he's like, dude, I just showed my girl Silence of Lambs for the first time like two days ago. And now this girl's on the pod. Like, he was tripping. It's pretty cool. How old is his daughter? No, his no, no, his girl. She's younger. He's young too. They're both young. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But I mean, yeah. one of, one of my good friends is like thirty four, and he didn't see Goodfellas until like last year. We made him watch it. <laughs> you like sat him down. Yeah, for real. We did. Like, you have to watch this movie. Force. <laughs> it's a classic. You have to watch that. Um, Do you know what I just rewatched? Which I don't know if it means anything to you. You might be because you're younger than me. It's um Times Square. What the hell is that? Oh my God. And I was talking to Richie Birkenhead and he was like, Oh my God, Times Square. Um, it's like, it was a movie in 1980 about these two girls. One's like rich, one's poor. They meet in a sort of, you know, they've been locked up by their parents, which people used to do that if you were punk or whatever it's back crazy. in the day. Yeah, it's crazy. And they break out and they, and it's like old New York and you know, it's kind of great. It was okay. kind of amazing. I'm, yeah. down, I'm down. I'll watch it. All right, cool. What's it on Netflix or something or? No, no, I had to like rent it on whatever. You know, you type it in and they tell you how to I'll, watch I'll, it. I'm going to do that. I'm maybe do that. It's such a chill day today, man. I'm just going to, I'm packing, I'm doing laundry, I'm cleaning my house, I'm getting totally ready. Well, no, it's so silly. We're talking about this now, but I'm already on tour and this comes out. I'm in my kitchen right now. I was, was going to say, and how is that a chill day? I'm packing, I'm doing laundry, I'm, you know, like, I know. that doesn't sound chill. To I'm me. watching my favorite, know. my favorite new season drop today, two episodes of Snowfall, which is an incredible show. I had, Tiffany, oh, yeah. I had Tiffany Lonsdale on my podcast. She's an actress on there. Um, but yeah, for the listeners right now, I'm in my kitchen, but but right now it's out. I'm in Europe somewhere, and it's and it's March 6th, but for the listeners, um, yeah, it's very confusing. But anyway. Oh, my God. You're going to have the greatest time. I'm really excited. Let's hang when I get back for sure. Let's get some vegan food. Let's hang. It'll be awesome. Oh, yeah. God knows where I'll be at that point. I, I mean, I'll you. probably be off the coffee for God's sakes. You, you, I had I just had my first coffee in like eight months the other day because I, I had a drop come out two days ago with James Coffee. My it's like a um, really amazing brand of coffee, um, for the podcast. So I had coffee that day to celebrate. It felt okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too much. It wasn't crazy. Yeah, I think it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. When I get back, you'll be training for the marathon and shit, probably. Oh my God! Yeah, no, I'll watch. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I'm psyched that this is out. I appreciate your patience. I'm, I'm glad we connected and became friends. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you in the real world soon. And um, congrats on all the changes in your life. It's awesome. I'm stoked for you. It's never too late Thanks. to turn your shit yeah, around. Yeah, no, it's not. It's true. Thanks a lot, man. Of course, my friend. I'm, I'll text you off this and then uh, love to have one of your books signed. All right, cool. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. 
I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch it, anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam.